Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me so, see such what nice music, spring man. is like <laughs> on Jupiter and Mars In other words Hold my hand Dude, I haven't heard this song in, in a long words, time Baby, kiss me What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the 956 ABV Podcast. We are live at the Still Tapping Mission, motherfucking Texas. Oh, yes, sir. In other words, we are joined here by owner Sledge. Sledge. Oh, that that's a dope ass name, bro. Sledge. That sounds like an old school skater name or something. Yeah, well, the other two were pretty rough, so I kept the last name. <laughs> oh, we got some Frank Sinatra for you. Man, this place may, definitely puts me in the mood for some Frank Sinatra and some drinks. <laughs> For sure, bro. A nice cigar or something, you know? <laughs> no, but welcome. Once again, we are at the Still Tap in Mission, Texas. And we got the owner here. And we are going to talk about, you know, how this place came to be. We're going to try out some drinks that uh, they have prepared for us, which look fucking amazing. And uh, welcome to the 956 ABV podcast, man. Appreciate it, appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, how's it going, dude? How's your day today? Man, it's going. I give it uh, it's a little bit warm today, but other than that, you know, <laughs> uh, this uh, long sleeve and suit thing doesn't help, but <laughs> <laughs> ain't too bad. And, uh, dude, but I want to go ahead and let you know that this is such an awesome place that you have here, bro. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, when that. I walked in, like, you know, I didn't know what to, I've seen pictures and stuff, but when you come in here live, like, it fucking it rocks bro it looks fucking dope in here appreciate it man appreciate it hell yeah dude and um yeah dude let's get into it like how, how did uh how did this place come to be man like how, how did you choose this place and and what made you want to open up this uh so i mean it's a it's a law i got down here in 19 man um, i'm actually active duty army like i'm still an army recruiter right now oh wow um, i retired oh no shit one, dude so. Yeah, I'm on that retirement run right now. Um, <laughs> but no, I used to, uh, I think I'd run into y'all a few times. I used to run the 5x5 five five tap yeah. room. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. Um, and being part of that, you know, that was one of those things. I learned a lot there. I had I had some pretty good mentors there uh, that were able to teach me a lot. And uh, so I think working with them and them being, you know, they're one of the original breweries in Mission, Texas. Yeah, I only Yeah, for first, sure. You know? For sure. Um, so going from that, and I was like, yo, I want to start. You know, we split. I was like, man, I want to start my own thing, but I want to kind of not brewery, but I want to be a first, you know, over here in Mission. Like, so, I want to be something different. Yeah, yeah. dude. And and uh, back to back up a little bit, like, what made you want to get into like that brewery, or like, how did how did that come to be? No, honestly, if I'm being honest, I just like to drink. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I used to drink a lot of beers, so when I found them, I was like, "Oh shoot, it's right up the road." You know, a I, brewery, like hell yeah, yeah bro. Like, this it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good enough reason. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I had my, my TABC stuff was all current anyway, and one night they were slammed, and I was like, yo, I know how to drink your beer. I'm pretty sure I can pour it, too, if you don't <laughs> know. Yeah. And uh, so that's how I ended up working there. Um, and I worked there for about a year as just a, a server and uh, kind of learned from everybody around and different things like that, man. And then one day it was, hey, dude, you want to run the place? Yeah. Why nice. not? <laughs> so, you're, so you're just learning and learning, like, all these things? Yeah. 
So learned a bunch of that, learned the managerial side. Uh, my naive ass thought, oh, hey, opening a bar is just like managing a bar. Like, oh, it would be simple, right? Oh, hell no, right? Hell no. <laughs> um, we've been doing it. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a learning curve. I'll give it that. Uh, there's three of us. There's four of us. My dad is involved as well. Uh, nice. He actually lives out in oh, Orlando, yeah. so mm, we don't nice. see him much. <laughs> uh, but then there's three of us here, and, you know, it's one of those, like, we each had a little – knowledge about it i guess you'd say in different areas you, you said your dad's out in laredo he's out no he's in orlando oh orlando he well oh, in florida shit. yeah, yeah. Oh. uh they come out about twice three times a year oh, okay and, uh, outside of that you know they just hang out out there and so that's where you're from you're from orlando no so i'm actually from tennessee i'm up from the from the mountains of tennessee oh, oh wow okay shit, nice dude. yeah after they retired the first time they decided they wanted to move to florida and <laughs> i guess retirement was boring so they went and got new jobs and they're, they're working again so and, and, and how did you end up here like in the valley dude so i got stationed here um i was at 16 years in in the army and they were like hey you're gonna go recruiting, Damn, bro. And that's that, that's a long time. Like yeah. I like usually you meet people and they're like, yeah, I did my four years. I bounce. I did my four years here, there, whatever. Maybe maybe eight years, but sixteen years. Sixteen, bro? and then I just hit my nineteen year mark uh, back in july august time frame so oh nice Fuck, bro that's crazy but it's crazy yeah. out of all the places to get stationed yeah like, to go here in the valley that yeah is that pretty is crazy. pretty wild usually you hear like people from here yeah, getting right. recruited like at other places i guess maybe it's like that for everyone right like, yeah well they tricked me they were like hey since you volunteered where do you want to go i was like i don't know san antonio sounds neat man and they were like okay we'll give you san antonio well this falls under san antonio oh, damn <laughs> i was like that's part of the san antonio town. looks a lot different than this place <laughs> Yeah, so nah, th yeah, that's cool, bro. I mean, and and ever since then, you've you've been here. Like, you, you, you did you fall in love with with, with it here? Or? I did, and like for several reasons. One, the food, um, <laughs> of course, of course. I, I can't say no to the food, but uh, the weather being warm all year round, man, that's that's a game changer, right there. Like, yeah, that, that makes me happy. Really, um, but what about the humidity though? That that is so that gets miserable, especially in the summer. <laughs> yeah, um, y'all saw the bike outside. I don't drive. I only ride. So, oh, okay, at 110, 115 Dang, in the summer. I'm like, dude. but yeah, my uh, my in laws or my father in law is actually from San Luis. Oh, okay, Puerto San Luis. C. Yeah, so, San Luis Potosí. So when I got down here, he was like, he lives in Abilene now, and he's like, I'm not coming down there. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, okay, well. Uh, but, yeah, no, so we got down here, and I just fell in love with it. I mean, it's simple. It's nice. I like the pace of life. I like everything about it. So. Oh, yeah, dude. Man, that's dope, dude. So, so and then uh, you started this place. How does your dad like this place? So he actually loves it. Um, they When I first presented the idea, he was like, "Wow, going back to your roots, like in the, the, dude, the whiskey in the mountains." Dude, it has, like, it has. When you walk in, it has like a like a old school like feeling, but with like new school shit, like like <laughs> lighting and stuff like that. You know, like yeah, like yeah. it's it's it feels super comfortable in here, bro. Like the yeah. music, the blues going on, the oh man. And that was a big thing. Like that was one of our biggest things was being able to talk. And right over, yeah, yell over yell over, over the, the music, music oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That can be miserable uh, sometimes. Dude, yeah. there's a lot of places you go and you're trying to enjoy a drink and it's just super loud in there and it's like you can't even you hear You can be side by side table, with bro. someone. You can be side by side with someone and you're just like, "What? What?" like taking turns talking to each other's ears. That's, that's yeah, never dude, good. And that's I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Like there's weekends where I'm like, "Hey, I'll grab the wife. Hey, let's go out. Like, let's go club, let's <laughs> yeah. go do something." I'm 40 years old. I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> uh, but every now and then, you know, it's, hey, let's go out and have a good time. And then 
we'll go back to the normal scene tomorrow like, <laughs> just to get a, a break. But, yeah. you know, we did this. That was one of the things. We talked about the music. We talked about the atmosphere. And it was, hey, we want to be able to carry a conversation. You know, if people want to come in and have a business meeting, have your business meeting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. You know, be able to talk over the music. It's still there. It's still, you, you know, you can hear it. Yeah. But it's not the primary focus of what's going on. In the yeah. Movie. For um, sure, dude. Dude, and for people that don't know, like me, I barely found out because this guy told me, like, what is like this is considered a speakeasy so it's like a speakeasy style right so what we were going for um speakeasies back in the 20s and 30s during prohibition era um it was the place where everybody went but didn't go uh, oh it was like a secret like a right. yeah it was like the door spot. behind the, yeah. the back door yeah um, oh okay and then uh uh this is let me oh yeah let me get these in, in. Yeah, so come in. you can he's knock them down there bringing an old-fashioned that we got and then uh this is also a whiskey moon it's a blue moon oh okay. whiskey um, orange and whatnot. I don't know what he's doing over here. Um, ah, nah, dude, you're good, bro. You're good. He's our former infantry guy. He was army. Oh, uh, nice. So. Hell yeah. But yeah. Um, so the speakeasy style, what they were doing was they were basically evading the cops and, and yeah, serving yeah, yeah, when they weren't sure. allowed to be serving. Right. Mm. Um, we really wanted to go with that. You know, the initial mindset was, yo, let's have a hidden door. Let's have this and that. Like, let's oh, go all damn. out. Um, but then there was the funding, you know, and it's like, ah, that really gets expensive. Having all these secret passages yeah. and shit. Um, Fucking open the door through a wall. The book, you got a full right, down. Book, yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, and we went a little bit different. We did. We were looking for the 30s and 40s, at least in the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, Man, that's dope, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, my dad actually pulled these, all the lighting fixtures that are in here. They're actually out of Turkey. They're from a guy who hand, hand blows the glass wow. and then does all the work. They're nice, bro. Um, so they're Definitely not, nice. You know, they don't fall into that 1920s, 1930s <laughs> yeah. period specific, but... You know, we went with it because it, it added to that hell yeah, that glow, that yeah, with that warm lighting, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The bar being just lit, like with the warm light, makes it look really like yeah, dude, just like, relaxing. Like, like, like really I was like, telling him, like, dude, when I walked in, it freaking looks like a movie scene, bro, <laughs> like an old school movie scene where you, you know it's just fucking dope, bro. Really cool, really cool. Yeah, the, and the, the the lighting in here. I walked in, sun is beaming outside. I walked in, you would never know. It's just like calm as soon as you walk in as soon as the door closes behind you it's like you're in a different world it's really badass yeah dude and and like the the whole like no sign outside is that is that's part of the speakeasy Speakeasy theme so that's part of it yeah um kind of like an example so if you ever if you ever get bored and you're sitting in google and you have nothing else to do Hmm. look up the floppy disc repair store in san antonio or austin so it's actually that's what they're called is floppy disc repair and it's got a code on it and you have to go through their website and talk to a guy and call a guy in order to get a code to get into the, the place where oh, they're actually wow. a speakeasy style setup. Oh, okay, shit. okay. Um, That's pretty dope, bro. So, like, it's it's we're trying to get into that. And yeah. obviously, as we progress and we grow, you know, we're going we're gonna to go a little more in-depth with, yeah. with the whole feel. Um, the no-sign thing, you know, we talked about it, and our, our fear was it's, it's a double-edged sword. You know, like, you're going word of mouth, right? So, yeah, word of yeah. mouth is... You don't impress that word of mouth not going in your favor. If you yeah, don't impress, yeah. then it goes in your favor. Um, and that was kind of what we went with here: no sign, no nothing. Just if somebody comes and they enjoy it, they tell people about and it. And yeah, and then the word of mouth because yeah. you 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 yeah, can't go off dope. of the like someone just being in the area and seeing the bar and going to stop by, right? Like that's like you lose that chance of someone coming just by seeing the sign and coming in. Like if they have to have been told about it or seen it online or seen it yeah. like through Instagram or something. And, yeah, I think that's pretty. Dope. I I saw your post where you had said that if you were thinking of a sign, you were thinking of putting something misleading like donut yes. shop. That would be awesome. Yeah, like, like we were, 
People yeah. walking in like, what the fuck, bro? What is it? What kind of donuts are in here? Yeah, I'm your biggest donut. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, we kind of looked at different things like that, you know, hardware store or whatever yeah. it was, you know. And um, <clears throat> But in the end, we said, I will wait. Yeah. Well, you know, no sense in spending money right now when we're really trying to get that word of mouth. Yeah. Um, and, and, and have you, like, been seeing, like, new people come in and, and check the place out? Like, maybe... That's how you know, like, oh, someone told these people yeah. about this, you know? Yeah, so it's funny, actually, um, an avenue that I never thought about, you know, because I, I don't, I do the Instagram and the Facebook and stuff mm, like that, yeah. right? Uh, and I'm terrible at it. Like, if you see our posts, <laughs> like, I write all our posts. They're horrible. But uh, I never thought about it. We had some people come in from Austin, and they were like, hey, we were on Reddit, and we heard about this place, so we drove down oh, to Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And bro. I was like, who looks at Reddit? Like, I didn't even, I mean, I know Reddit's a thing, but, yeah. like, I'd never been on it. And I started getting on there and looking, and sure enough, like, people have been posting about it on Reddit, and that was where we were getting oh, nice. people in from. Damn, that's dope, dude. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, it's nice that word of mouth now works through social media. Now yeah, too, right, like, yeah. Yeah, reach, for but, sure. For, man, people be like, man, I went, I visited this place, and the right people hear it, it gets spread all over, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like, imagine, like, someone telling you, like, dude, this is, a, this is a chill spot, and it's not too overbearing like you can go and just relax you know what I mean? yeah like, dude like for reals like this is after dinner spot. somewhere you know what i mean you can grab dinner somewhere and then come over here and just have a drink and just not it be like shoulder to shoulder like yeah crazy too people overwhelmed yelling. like yeah, too yeah, overwhelmed yeah, yeah. with sound and all that stuff someone on the touch tunes fucking it up and playing the wrong music like oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> the vibe in here the music dude, so goes far perfect yeah with the so far i've liked every song that's had that's come on here <laughs> what do we have here in front of us man we got a some dope ass looking drinks, man. And is is this uh is, so? Yeah, what do we have here? All right, so we'll start off over here. Um, we just threw this together, uh, kind of. We've been playing with it, working it, and um, our bartender finally decided that he's ready to release it. So this is our margarita flight. Um, what we've got is a mojito rita, which is the first one. Uh, we've got a blackberry margarita. Uh, the back left is your traditional. It's your what you would always expect to see at a, at a margarita. Okay. Um, and then the back right is actually pineapple jalapeno. Ooh. So it plays <laughs> on that little bit of spice and get that sweet from the pineapple. Nice, nice. dude. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna dip into one to try it, bro. Have at it, man. Which one do you want to try, Ant? Mm. I have no idea, dude. I think they, I, they all look bomb. The blackberry one looks. Blackberry that, one looks. I had my eye on that one. I think I might pineapple. try. I might try mojito. Okay. Yeah. Man, this just looks refreshing. Look at that. Mojito. Then I'm gonna try. I'll try the the blackberry for you. And and uh and how are these made or, or what's in here, bro? Um. So. What I'd like to do while y'all are going through the drinks is actually pass off to my bartender. He is like, yeah, bro, if mean, you, dude. If he wants to come on and talk about the drinks, let's let's do it. He's on point. He also he's uh, so he used to work with one of the distributors, okay. um, so he knows the palates. He knows you know you have a question about a, a tequila or a whiskey or something like that. That's the guy. He's the guy to talk to. Hell Hands yeah. down, that's the guy. Hell yeah, um, dude. So let me get yeah, him let's over do here. It. He'll walk you through the process. Awesome. Nice. Uh, hell yeah, man. Once again, dude, I appreciate you letting us do this here, man. And it's hell it's, yeah. It's a super dope spot, bro. Absolutely, bro. We appreciate having y'all. Hell yeah, man. Awesome. Ooh, just gotta the, get my, just gotta the get guy. Myself, like situated here, man. Just the guy we wanted to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, gentlemen? Nah, Thank go you for it, man. having me, man. Yeah, dude, for sure, man. Go ahead and uh, just get yourself comfortable, bro. Yeah. However you want the mic, go All for right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pointing towards you, pointing whatever. Yeah. Got like my own like little podcast set up at home. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah, yeah bro. That's yeah. what's up. 
Yeah, I mean, I uh, before before I was working here, I was also doing like my own podcast with like a set of friends, and we've been doing that for a few years. Nice. So yeah, oh, like, nice. This you want to you want to shout it out? Dude? Yeah, man, shout <laughs> out uh, Davich Boys Podcast. You know, we uh oh dude, I have definitely heard. I've, I yeah, dude, I've definitely seen you guys or, yeah, or man, heard you that, guys for yeah, sure. That's that was me. Oh, that's <laughs> nice, bro. Yeah, oh, so yeah. uh, we actually. Uh, we shoot every Friday at nine on Facebook. We also yeah, yeah. we also multi-stream on Twitch and YouTube as well. Okay, so, nice. So, yeah, so you can find them at Davage Boys Podcast. Hell yeah, dude! Nice. Everybody, uh, man, shout everybody shout out, out there, Brian. go out see, go out yeah. to see the Average Boys Podcast, bro. Yeah, it's man. pretty fucking dope, dude. But yeah, man, freaking. And what was your name, bro? Trigger. Oh, nice trigger. Nice. Oh, okay, okay, nice. I think we followed each other on on okay. Instagram for sure. Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, hell yeah, dude, for <laughs> sure, yeah, for yeah. sure, dude. But and, and um, how did you get into like bartending, bro? So I got into bartending when I was like eighteen years old. Oh, so early for, like, in yeah, the game. yeah, man, like, <laughs> yeah, like uh, man, were, I, could, yeah, I couldn't even. You were the guy leave. at the parties, fucking mixing yeah, everything dude, up. For real. <laughs> well, no, like I actually like no shit became TBC certified when I was eighteen years old. I didn't even know you. I didn't know you could do that. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Like oh, I nice. mean, like you go to like Chili's and stuff like that or Applebee's. Oh, yeah, You got eighteen year old, eighteen year old serving beers and shit. Yeah, so they have to be TBC certified and that's oh no shit yeah Yeah. so that's been a thing for i mean decades now and you know i'm coming up on shit almost 17 years of bartending (laughs) nice so you got that experience bro you know your shit my entire adult life literally the only time that i haven't been bartending was when i was in the army and then i stopped bartending for about a year and a half because i became a liquor distributor and so i learned the corporate side of alcohol and Damn, yeah so like now like when when i do my bartending and like when i'm making my drinks i can actually incorporate like palettes like yeah. I, yeah so like uh the perfect example man the one that you're holding the mojito Rita. yeah what do we have here yeah so you're holding up the mojito rita you know so basically just replacing the rum of a mojito mm-hmm. with tequila Okay. okay. So damn, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So because I mean, like to break, like I guess to break it down, like as the palate. So instead of um, removing, smells good. Yeah. So since since I'm removing the florals mm-hmm. of gin, sorry, of uh, like like really really earthy tones yeah. in rum, and usually it's like white rum and stuff like that. So it's really really earthy already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just replacing it with tequila. So it's just a different spirit. Yeah, yeah. But it still retains the same notes. Of, of earthiness. Still, what, you know what? I never noticed. I guess rum is an earthy flavored kind yeah. of spirit, right? Yeah. <sighs> Bro. Because you also got to remember, man, it's also citrus. You know, like it's a lot of citrus um, inside of rum. This is refreshing, bro. Yeah. This is nice. Yeah. <sighs> Damn, and I got myself here the blackberry. Yeah, the black raz. Black raz. Okay, yeah. nice. First time I ever got drunk. Was on Smirnoff Raz. Yeah. Yeah, it all comes around. Full circle. Nice, bro. Fourteen years, yeah, man. You definitely talked about it. I mean, <laughs> on the you remember the, them four loco razzes, dude? dude oh, the, the man. original dude, dude, four, four loco razzes. Oh. Remember right. Juice? Juice was one that was like around for like you a make year. A, uh, MD twenty twenty. You should make a four loco Rita. I would die. I see that now, and I'm like, oh. Like I cringe, bro, because yeah. I'm like, how the f- I would drink like one and a half and pass the fuck dude, out. Dude, I see, I see people bro. like I, I went to go visit family in Fresno and I see people just fucking chugging two Eleven Steel Reserves. I'm like, dude, Ooh. how the fuck? I used to just drink 
nine bucks, I'm buying nine hurricanes, dude. They were 99 cents each. I used to fucking, Hell yeah, and dude. I used to just power through those shit. And now look at you. Now look at me. <laughs> yeah, Class. Yeah, Personified. Yeah. So what's that, bro? So that's the black raspberry margarita, man. You know, it's... Uh, it's basically just taking a little bit of simple syrup. So I'm, I'm yeah, I'm hitting a lot, a lot of those sweet citrus notes, and uh, still keeping like a good, like healthy margarita mix. So you're getting that lemon, that lime, a little bit of triple second inside of it. So I'm still retaining like a good citrus and fruit flavor, and then Agavalis tequila. Man. You want to nice. taste this one or no? Yeah. We don't care, man. We've made out and shit. I know. What, the, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, heard it here live. <laughs> fuck it. Let's just do it live. Here. Right. <laughs> Triple kiss. The three of us. <laughs> Ooh. Right? That's crazy, right? This oh, damn. Nice. Yeah, dude. This mm-hmm. this is nice, bro. Damn, the mintiness is bomb. Right? Oh, yeah. And that, that's kind yeah. of what yeah. I like, really, really wanted to touch that's what on. I liked about it was that like one. a good, refreshing mint flavor. So I definitely did not want to take away from the original mojito, yeah, and instead just give it a good solid tequila flavor, still retain that mintiness, and just like add a little bit more lime yeah. into it. That way, like, I'm getting I, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting lime, and I'm not getting too much like of the like. Usually, like I feel like when I drink like a like. And nine, like a dollar margarita from Mexico, <laughs> you're getting heavy agave flavors. I'm oh, not getting it yeah. too much in this no. one. It's like yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Well, and on top of that, like, uh, and like nothing against like, you know, border Mexico towns or anything <laughs> like that. But a lot of them use like Cuervo and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. And, yeah, yeah. and oh. Jose Cuervo is not 100% agave. Oh, okay. Uh, so if you like, if you ever pick up a, a Jose Cuervo bottle, it, it just says like blended agave or something like that. Which, oh, okay. But it okay. does not say 100% agave. And that's like oh. the biggest distinction between a lot of these tequilas that you kind of need to uh, really, really pay attention to. It's kind of like with wine, you oh. know, where it says organic wine and stuff like that. That should be a standard. That, that oh, should, right. Like, yeah. yeah. Wine, that should <laughs> be the standard. You shouldn't be using pesticides. You shouldn't be using oh, any of that. these like algae killers yeah. inside Fuck of these wine. Pesticides. Yeah, well, yeah, because you're introducing a chemical into a very, very delicate balance in wine. It's the exact same thing with tequila. When you're Damn. going to when you're going to distill your tequila, you want 100% agave in it, yeah, yeah. and not any additives in it. It's to like either brown the brown the spirit or make it or what's called an uh, an aging additive or an aging agent. And basically, mm. what they do is they just like add this powder, and it like essentially like like gives the spirit more age quicker. Mm. So it. Is aged and that's oh, like that fake apple salo that you see, yeah, but yeah, it's not 100% agave. So instead of like a 100% agave, properly aged, like you know, regular spirit, it doesn't have to say reposado, you know, and a lot of them don't even say aged or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's just the fact that like there's more care behind the tequila, yeah, yeah, that like people should really take a little bit more account for. So, like. I'm not gonna lie. I'm super fucking snooty. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dead ass, dude. I really am. Nah, and like, dude. I mean, uh, dude. Like, dude when, you, like, I mean, you've been, you've been in, in the game for so much, so long. So I understand where you know you you created all these flavors. You, like, you really did study it. So when you see some fake ass shit, you're like, man, fuck this drink, bro. <laughs> dude, I, 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 I <laughs> my, my, like the people that like I go hang out with and like when I drink and like they're like, oh, bro, I'm gonna make an old fashioned. I'm like. 
You're just laughing you at now? them. Like, <laughs> are you now? You're like, with that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Yeah, go for it, bro. <laughs> go <laughs> off, dude. <laughs> Let's get into another. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm down. Which one do you want to try? Wait, how, okay. Uh, so the next two that you guys have not tried, mm-hmm. the, one, the one on your... Uh, uh, right side, your right side mm-hmm. is going to be the classic margarita. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, what you're going to find literally at every Applebee's and Chili's and, yeah. you know, every grandma's house. And then there's also the pineapple uh, jalapeno margarita. Nice. I you want to you do, do the pineapple, right? You, well, we can. I'm yeah, no, well, I mean, for sure. I'll get, okay. Okay. All right, I guess I'm going to go classic. Should I squeeze the lime or just leave it there? Or is you that for sure? You know, you, you could do both. Yeah? Yeah. I like yeah. lime, dude. I'm gonna squeeze a little bit. See, and and like to oh, me, oh, this I, one's already been cracked over, right? Oh yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man. That, well, on know, top man. of that, you're also smelling. You're also yeah. smelling a fresh jalapeno. Yeah, cut jalapeno. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh damn, dude! It tastes fucking bomb. This tastes better than my grandma used to make. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, bro! This is man, dude. I can fucking drink like thirty of these, bro. And is and is the jalapeno just a garnish? Is there any jalapeno in the oh, actual no, drinks? Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. okay. So, so what I do? So all of these drinks are made fresh. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. I don't batch anything. I don't like pre-prepare anything. The only thing that I prepare are just the garnishes, and I'll have like fresh fruits already laid out. Okay, so, cool, cool. Uh, you know, we'll get into other drinks in a, in a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know, like the raspberry, the mint, all of that is already packaged, ready for me to go. That's the only thing that's like prepped. After that, I make every single drink as it's ordered. Uh, and I make it, I usually, I will always make it right in front of you. And okay. you know, there, there's a level of care that I give to these drinks. So like, even like all of these, uh, you know, and Ooh. I used to do this like as like a dive bartender, mm-hmm. you know, where you're free pouring and stuff like that. And you know your counts and everything's cool. But here, nothing leaves a bottle without touching a jigger first. So oh, I'm, okay, I'm okay, jigger yeah. pouring everything. Yeah. So everything is precise. Everything comes out the exact same way. There's a level of, consist- of consistency there yeah. that like you, you really just don't find anywhere else. So with all your experience and being snooty, someone I can finally ask, someone that'll know for sure. For sure, sure. What is your take on Fernet? Fernet? Yeah, dude, Fernet. I have my cousin. What the fuck is Fernet, bro? It's like a, it's like a, how would you explain it? It's just like heavy herbal, like spiced alcohol. Yeah, it's a really, really like. It's, it's crazy. A really weird spirit. Yeah, it's yeah. weird, I've never, dude. Well, it's, I've never I don't even, what, what is it considered? Bro? What is it considered? Is it like a Fernet, like a liqueur? Or something? Like something. Yeah. It, it's close to almost like a Jaeger, but just like yeah, hella like crazy. Dude, and I haven't had Fernet in like a dick. Oh really? Oh, yeah. So I, I had I had went out to actually Austin for one of my cousin's wedding, and my cousin from L.A. brought his best friend with him. His best friend is actually the bartender at Swingers. Okay. Where, where they had the movie, his dad owns the bar or the place Swingers. No and shit. He runs the bar. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. His that's name's fire. Mark Ferraro. He's my, hey, dude. It sounds like a guy who who would right? own that bar. Dude, right? <laughs> he, he came over here, acted a fucking fool, smashed a dollar slice pizza on my chest. I had to like yoke him up, like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? He's like, my bad, bro, my bad. Like, well, he was out, we're having fun, bro. <laughs> he was he was out here letting that's loose, random. dude. That's crazy. <laughs> like, I, I was first of all, I had overstayed my vacation by three days. I I was bouncing back and forth between two shirts, and he just did fucking. Big ass slice of pizza all over my good one. I'm like, fuck, 
dude. Does he know what his keys smell like, too? Unfortunately, he didn't. That's why he was so goddamn sloppy. <laughs> but him being a bartender, he was real, like, he loved Fernet. He's Italian. He loved Fernet, dude. We would go to bars, and he would just, like, it's something that I guess you can do dude, to bartenders. Dude, ask, ask him what his opinion is on grappa. Grappa? Yeah, grappa. G-R-A-P-P-A. It's grappa. also an Italian spirit. Uh-huh. I've never had grappa before. Yes, I want to try it. And it's the same thing, kind of like with Fernet. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it's like a really light Jaeger. I, yeah, if oh, I remember okay, correctly. Okay. Uh, but then again, like, people also can, like, kind of, like, compare absinthe to Jaeger, which is like the Oh, I, I've never tried absinthe. I wouldn't even know. I can't even imagine. Oh, like, like, like a true absinthe? Like yeah, a real yeah. absinthe? Yeah, dude. So here, I'm strong. 100%. Very, very big misconception about current and I say current after 2016 mm-hmm. absence is that after 2016, all absence, so just about every absence now mm-hmm. is going to contain wormwood, which is what the, what the, the single ingredient in absence that would make you hallucinate. Okay. Right. Before 2016, it was in, it was illegal to import uh, wormwood into the United States. After mm-hmm. 2016, they lifted that ban or that embargo or whatever it's called. And you could, you could now start adding wormwood into absinthe and so yeah i mean dude you can go to total no wine shit. right now and you can get a wormwood absinthe that no would give you like six, that'll give you like hallucinogenic type oh, of like a little yeah, bit a little yeah. bit yeah i guess if you chug like two, yeah. a whole bottle or something like dude that, but maybe. it's strong bro. oh yeah that's yeah, like 150 proof dude okay Ooh. dude that, that for net that for net i guess it's i guess it's not that strong but dude you could have fucking fooled me you take a drink of that dude your sinuses just fucking clear like well yeah for net is like christ yeah, bro for net is like really herbal isn't dude, it? dude super yeah. herbal crazy yeah. herbal like it was, I don't, don't even know I'm if not, I want to try dude, that shit, bro. Good. I'm not saying it's good. It's just fucking different. And so that was his thing. Like every time we, we every, every night that we went that's out, crazy. bro, that's how he opens his sinuses for, <laughs> <laughs> for real, dude. Every, every night, every night that we went out, we first stopped somewhere and each got a shot of Fernet. He's like, "This will help you not get hungover." We woke up hungover every fucking day. Like, like that was not. <laughs> you, dude, need water, old, you need Fernet. Old myths, <laughs> old myths and yeah. shit. Yeah, for sure. This doesn't. Yeah, bro. This is a hangover cure in Italy. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's proven. Dude, yeah, dude, that, that shit's crazy, dude. And, and how did you how, like? You've had different like bartending jobs. Oh yeah, man. And uh, like, how did you end up here at the Still Tap? So, um, the last job that I had, I was with Mexcore International. That's like the third largest uh, liquor distributor in the country. Um, okay. And I was actually based out of Austin. And before I had left to Austin, I was already here in this uh, territory. You know, which is the RGV, and I was, um, I am very, very good friends with another one of the owners. His name is Georgianias. Him and I go back a long ways, um, and uh, I used to work with him at the Drunken Clam. For anyone who still remembers the Drunken Clam, the Drunken in, Clam in Edinburgh, the Drunken yeah. Clam. I used to go there. Yeah, yeah that's dude. the one out there on on one hundred seven, right? He yeah. used to work there. Yeah, yeah. he Georgianias. He was the only bald guy with the beard. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, I've, I've hung out with them before. Yeah, so yeah. so George Yanez and I are really really good friends. I've known him for a very very long time, and the uh, Sledge was looking for a lot of Texas whiskeys, and in Max Corps' portfolio they have like ten different Texas whiskeys, and have added a couple more since then. So uh, Sledge wanted to try a lot of these out. I was kind of bouncing around a whole bunch at the time. And then I had already left to Austin, and at the time, Sledge was a little bit more like, okay, like, finally, this is going to happen. We're, like, already in the process of doing things. Let's try these whiskeys out. So I happened to, like, be coming down already, so I ended up calling another buddy of mine 
another one of the reps here and him and I together, we had um, put together like, I want to say like 20 or 30 different bottles for, oh, for Sledge and Cecil and George. Like and, to see you know, what they wanted to carry. And yeah. Stuff you or? know, and, and then basically just try out and see what's uh, like, what, what they liked and what they felt like they could work with. Mm-hmm. And, um, when that happened, like that's how I kind of got like my first introduction. And afterwards, I was kind of like, I told George, and at first I was kind of like half playing, but still kind of <laughs> serious. Like it was like low key, but I was like, hey man, like I don't work out with Mexico, dude. You know, I'll definitely come bartend for you guys. And he was like, I'll keep that in mind, dude. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> and you know, like. You know, things kind of started progressing a little bit more with Mexico, and I was kind of like, you know what? I think it might be time for me to step away. Mm-hmm. But if I am going to step away, then, you know, it's going to be for something worth it, you know. And here, like, I felt like I could really, really, ex- like, flex a creative muscle. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. True that. And so, like, instead of going back to a dive bar where I know that I'm still going to be very comfortable there, mm-hmm. I chose here because, like I said, there's a creative muscle that I get to flex. I don't have to worry about you know, splitting six different orders. I don't have to worry about oh, like, true. like, you know, trying to take care of 15 different people all at the exact same time, running between two different stations, trying to make 17 drinks all at the exact same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, granted, I still have to do that to an extent, you know, like the worst so far that has been, I think I had to make like six drinks like at the exact same time. <laughs> but guess what? They all had to wait. Yeah, like, yeah. Because I'm going to make every one of them the exact same yeah, way. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to jigger sure. pour every You're single one of them. You're not going to be rushing it. I'm not going like, to Yeah, and I won't make three or four of the exact same drink in the same tin and then pour them into the same glass. No, every drink will Individual. be made on its own individually, and it will be served the correct way. Nice. So Ooh. there's never, ever going to be an instance where... I'm like mass pouring, yeah. you know, Jack and Cokes or, you know, yeah, yeah. like old fashions or Mary Pickford's or gin fizzes or anything like that, you know. And on top of that, like some of the drinks that we have contain egg whites in them. So like last oh, thing, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, thing I want to do <laughs> is, you know, like mass pour or all yeah. of that, you know, because that's a that's foam, you know, that's already setting inside. Dude, spe- dude speaking of that, I one time, because I'm a big, uh, I like Armoredo Sours, bro. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bet. And. You know, I've I've it's been gay, but okay. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. <laughs> hey, hey. If you know me, if you know me, that's what's gay. gay. That's my shit, bro. That's my shit. No, I've had different spots. I've had down here. I've had places, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. I went to San Francisco, another gay place. Capital. He's got the, the fucking hat on right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, and um, I went with my uncle. I was out there, and we went to a this badass looking bar. And um, I was like, oh, you know what? Let me get Armour Sour. This guy started busting out like... Twerking. <laughs> right? <laughs> nah, this guy started busting out like eggs and shit and doing all this foam huh. stuff. And I was like, I was like, I asked for Armour Sour. I was like, what the fuck is that? Dude, best fucking Armour Sour Wait, how I've does ever that work? Had. I don't so know, bro. What you, I have so no you, idea. Well, you got you to gotta think about what Amaretto is. Amaretto is already a very, very earthy and very woody. Mm-hmm. liqueur okay so with egg whites it's just gonna bring out that earthy flavor i didn't know what egg he was whites? doing bro. dude i didn't know what he was doing i was like and what consistency uh, like just like you know like, it's like a foam yeah oh, dude, it, wow. it, it was like what he gave it to me and i was and like i bet uh, it was really foamy on top i was like 
I was like, holy shit. I've never seen this done. Like, I've my never seen it. My mustache. Like, mustache. I totally had a gay mustache on. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> right? My voice changed and shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> nah, dude. But, but that was the best one I've ever had out there because I... Like down here, I was like, they don't fucking do well, that. Well, traditional shit like this. whiskey sours are made with egg whites. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's why you have them on deck for a whiskey sour. If you were to no, so I well, not just that, but mm-hmm. I also have them for um, I have them for our gin fizzes and our bees knees. Oh, those also get it as well. Yep. Oh, okay. So Damn. like a gin, yeah, gin fizz like traditionally, or well, I'm not going to say traditionally, but like more contemporarily are made now with soda water. And, oh, okay. and instead of egg white, so like you still get that fizz. Oh, okay, like okay, 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 okay. Out of it, but a traditional gin fizz is made with egg whites, so there's a foam top on it. That is so it. crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like I was freaking out. Just hearing that, I'm like, I want to try that shit, <laughs> <laughs> dude. But let's let's get into these. Yes, yes. Matter yeah. of fact, get into this. That's what I'm gonna say because like I've never heard of that, but obviously I want to try that. There was a point, like I want to say, like like peak, like COVID, like right when COVID had hit. Everyone's at home, right? I had a lot of extra time just being on YouTube. Yeah. And I was going through... I must have seen... I don't know how many different bartenders' YouTubes on how they make their old-fashioned. And I'm just always like, oh, dude, I want to fucking make an old... I want to try one. Never even tried one, but You've I... Never tried one? Never tried one, but like I know like the bitters that you would buy and shit like that. Yeah. Like, I've seen so many people do like how they make it and shit, and I've always like... So as soon as they brought it's right it, there, oh, man, dude. Try one, man. Yeah, man, it's all you, dude. Hell yeah, bro. Try that one. Like, bro, don't even... So th- <laughs> that's just a... Just the old fashioned, like that's just classic. Yeah, man, this is a, just a classic traditional old fashioned. I made it with one sugar cube. Uh, I also threw in instead of just aromatic bitters, I also did two dashes of orange bitters. So it's two nice. dashes, yeah, two dashes of aromatics, two dashes of orange bitters. Then what I also did is on the muddler after I muddle in the sugar cube is what I do is I take that muddler and I kind of like like ring it around the glass mm-hmm. just so like I kind of give the, the glass edge a little bit of sugar. Oh, and, nice. and all that's going to do is it's that's just going to soak in. Bro. Yeah, it's just going to soak into the bitter. That's just like a little extra oh, stuff man. that you do. That's why, you know what I knew because we had, we had recently went to Jitters Coffee here in Mission and we got uh, the Kool-Aid orange coffee or the espresso, remember? Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. one was garnished with orange as well. And it's like, as soon as you pull it to drink, Heavy orange, dude. Put that next to you. Like, if you're going to take a sip. I'll, I'm going to take a sip. Take I a know, sip. I know. I'm just Oh. Dude, right? That smells amazing, bro. Here you go. Let me get, let me get a sip. My best to you. I've always seen, like, uh. So, it's very, very whiskey forward, man. You know, so. Oh, okay. like you, you Like, obviously, you're going to get a very, very large oh, bourbon damn. taste. But it's not going to be, like, like bitter or anything like that yeah, it's yeah. not it's not harsh or anything Ooh. like that you know the the bourbon that i'm using is called bull and bear it's a very very similar palette to bullet you know if you guys have ever tried that uh so it's also a kentucky whiskey itself uh it is a very very balanced spirit and then on top of that you know like i've got an ice cube in there i have it uh, garnished with an, an amarena cherry instead of a, a regular maraschino and then i have what? an orange wedge. that's crazy Dude. bro but i also Just- zest it like that, yeah, that's probably zest, what you that, got. Yeah, I'm for sure I'm getting the zest, oh, yeah. for sure. Is the fact that like I, yeah. I take that orange wedge and I zest on top of the of the ice cube mm-hmm. and then I run it around the edge of the glass. Okay. The Dude. Is that just like a, a thing that you add or do most people do that? 
you should do that. Okay. I've, I've seen, um, when yeah. I was watching the videos, I've seen the people that would do it, and like you could see like in the slow-mo, like just a, a small crank due to the, of the lemon, of, I mean of the orange you see, peel. Like the, you see the citrus poured in it. Oh, you can definitely smell it, bro. Hell yeah. That's fucking awesome, bro. That's so cool that like to know about all this shit, bro. Like, yeah, dude. And, and, and have you gotten into, I'm sure, you know, being a bartender, uh, have you experimented with smoking? Like yeah. any of your drinks, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys do it here or do you yes, just at do. home? Oh, really? Yes, we do. Yes. I, which uh, drinks do you prepare smoked? So that one is probably our the most popular one, right? Too, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, it's fucking bomb, right, dude? Yeah, yeah bro. This yeah, I mean, nice. I mean, you go, you go somewhere, it's you order one of those. You're like people are gonna think you're classy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get old fashioned and like chill. but that's that's exactly like. What I do, you know, yeah. like I get like one or two of those, like, yeah, man, like my really? night is just to chill. I'm not trying to get crazy. Yeah. I'm not trying sure. to get rowdy. Especially you know? now, dude. I mean, before probably it was just like those, those like, four local days. Yeah. Like, it was to yeah, get man, crazy. I'm not, I'm like, bro. I'm not yeah, my yeah. 20s no more. <laughs> ah, that, Damn, dude, dude this, that is so, so this is so everything nice. I thought it would be, dude. Literally. The citrus, the fuck, bro. Man, that, I'm really glad you guys like it, man. Dude, no, hell, hell yeah, yeah dude. Bro, all of them, all of them have been fucking bangers. Yeah, oh, literally everyone yeah. that we tried, dude. Hell sure. yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, I'm like super critical about like my drinks. And, like, <laughs> so I'm always whenever like, you do, you're like, like, like uh, I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the reaction. No shit, I will ask people like, hey man, like we're good on it. Like, you know, like I like. I should have that confidence because I've been doing it for so yeah, long yeah, yeah. to be like, I know you. Especially yeah, since everybody's like, measured, you know, you it's, know, it's yeah. over If you don't like yeah, it, there's yeah. something wrong with you, yeah. bro. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? No, dude, for real. And usually, <laughs> that's, that's really what it's been. It's like the people who have been like, this is weird, but you didn't do bad. I just don't think this is the drink for me. Okay. And like, <laughs> nice, I'm yeah. like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and, and, is, is, is there people that come in and be like, uh, oh, absolutely. Like, 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 what do you think I should have? Or like, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. surprise like, me. Yeah. So like I had one lady uh, and God bless her heart, dude. You know, she loves gin. You know, she was like probably a little bit younger than me, probably like late twenties, very, very early thirties. And um, she was just like, Hey, like make me a gin fizz. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, no worries. I was like, hey, and I always preface this. I always try and make sure that, like, I prepare my customer and be like, hey, I just want to let you know, it is made with egg whites. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, go for it. Go for it. And, you know, she's like, I've never had it before, but go for it. And, like, I remember her drinking, like, halfway through it, and she was just like, this is a very good drink. It's just... It just doesn't sit well because I think the consistency of the egg white for me, oh, okay. like, is throwing me off. Oh, okay. And okay. she was just like, "This is really good, though." But mm -hmm. the egg consistency is like weird for me. Oh, shit. yeah. And, okay. and like, and and it's nothing against that, but like, the egg consistency becomes like a foam. Okay. And, and but that's that's all it is. It just becomes like a a really thick it's sitting foam. at the top of the drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah sitting at the sure. top. And so, like, when she would drink through it. I think that like foam would kind of like touch her mouth. First yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. would just like throw off her senses. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I wasn't going to ask anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was just like, dude, I get it. I get it. Yeah. No, like I completely understand. Like it's, I mean, not a lot of people drink egg whites. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people really experiment with it. I mean, there's only like a, there's probably no more than three bars in the entire valley that actually work with egg whites. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. shit. Okay. I think there's one in the valley, probably Davino, maybe Sidebar, and Mus. And then you guys? Yeah. Damn. 
That's what's up. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. And that's... If there are other bars that are listening, and we I just don't know, you, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> don't Let us know if you use egg whites right? at your fucking bar, right? now so we can go like, check that shit man, out. Now we can start <laughs> <using> egg whites. <laughs> nah, dude. I mean, shit. Gotta man. be number five. And, and is there still like, are, do you still learn drinks as you go? Dude? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Um, kind of like with any real, like any profession, man. You're always learning. Yeah. You yeah. should always be trying to learn. You know, and, and there's like new stuff that comes out, oh, yeah. and, and new oh, yeah. well, new, new ways like, to make drinks and stuff. Well, not just that, but like not just new ways to make drinks, but just like food. There's new ways to do things. Okay. You know, there's new ways to prepare things. Yeah, so, and there's a thousand ways to do things. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. You know, so when you get into things like that, like you, you always try and come up with the new exciting thing, right? Oh, okay. Granted, here you know we're very very traditional. But soon, I know that we want to start incorporating a very contemporary menu, which include contemporary techniques. Yeah. You know, so this doesn't just include smoking. This could also include bubble smoking, which is like a gelatin bubble that we have. And it'll literally sit on top of a drink and it'll just stay. But it's, it's like a bubble with smoke in it. What? Yeah. So is that like once you drink it, it, it like pops? Yeah, you, you could literally just pop it. And then... And that, and that, but you, but you're gonna pop it, and the smoke is gonna release. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Oh shit. Instead of you know being on a box smoke, but even then, uh, you know, have have you seen videos of people smoking drinks? Yeah, yeah. The way they do, yeah, they put like there's three, there's there's technically three types of of ways to smoke a drink. There's what you call box smoking, which is you know the box you you put the entire drink prepared already inside of a box. You have a tube and you run it, and that gets taken care of and you smoke it inside there next uh next is what's called glass smoking and it's basically what you do is you get the glass you smoke the glass you prepare the drink in another uh, in a tin and then you as the glass is getting smoked you take off the you take off the seal you pour the drink into the glass as it's smoked and oh, okay. it just adds a different layer of like yeah, yeah. that smokiness mm -hmm. to it and, and and then there's also what's called decanter smoking decanter that's so that's basically what like you get a decanter uh, which is basically what you would prepare the drink in you mm -hmm. smoke that and then you prepare the drink you build the drink inside of that decanter oh okay and okay and then you mix it all together and then pour it with the smoke Oh, okay, okay. And and what do you what do you use to to like what's the the normal thing to use to smoke stuff? There's like a like a weird little gun device thing. Yeah, it's like it, a torch. Yeah, and like it looks looks like a little gun thing Wait, and like and you know has like a like a spout and stuff like that. And uh you just add wood chips to that mm -hmm. and then light it and just then like there's like, and there's regu like regular a, wood chips yeah, or just Well, there's like flavored wood chips. They have yeah, like yeah, cherry, yeah. orange, other things like that. I've also seen the technique the technique, I'm sorry, where it's like like an actual like it looks like a cutting board and you hit that with the torch and then as that starts to smoke, you dome it with the with the drink and then like guess let that sit. But that's like I'm saying like 3 years ago that, COVID like barely beginning well, like that that's still kind of like considered box smoking oh okay okay because cool. like you're essentially still doing the same thing you're just enclosing a drink inside of something mm -hmm. and there's smoke in there perme yeah, permeating oh, okay. the drink. that's crazy cool cool i've had coffees like that bro smoke coffees yeah like apple oh, shit. applewood smoked like coffees Holy where shit. they do all this mm -hmm. stuff and then it fucking tastes crazy bro for sure oh yeah and we also do cigar smoke 
Oh and really? Yeah. Oh shit! Okay. So yeah, so we like with yeah. the drinks. Yeah, like like oh yeah, yeah. shit. So, so we have cigar wrappings that we use from the gentleman over at Manicore Lounge. Okay. Uh, these guys like are super cool. They come in like I think like every twice a month oh, or something yeah. like that. Dude, I met the guy earlier yeah. for sure. Uh, super oh, that's who that was. I saw yeah, the big yeah, old box yeah. cigars. Yeah, yeah and uh, the, they set up outside. They have like a little like a little tent designated for like cigar smoking. And um, yeah, I mean, you just go out there and smoke cigars and stuff like that. But they were also gracious enough to like give us a couple of torches and stuff like are that. You, are, you, are you a cigar smoker? Every once in a while. Yeah. You know, like when, when I was a little bit younger, like I want to say like, 18, 19, you know, kind of just first starting to get getting into bartending. My dad and I would go out to Austin like twice a year or something like that. Mm. And he would always take me to 6th Street to like go legal drink and stuff <laughs> like that, right? And uh, finally when I hit 21 and I was drinking legally, we would still go, but we would smoke cigars. There was like, oh, okay. there used to, there still may or may not be a, uh, a cigar shop on 6th Street. Okay. And, and that's the mm. place that we would go. Damn. I, I, the type of drinks, like uh, with all these different styles, one that I have saw and I liked because my favorite type of, it, it's not even bottle, it's liqueur. But I remember it was maybe 2012 when someone, ha- we went to a liquor shop, a liquor, a liquor store, mm-hmm. and I saw the first bottle of XO Patron, the, the, dark, the dark brown, like the liqueur one. Dude, it was like 15 bucks for the fucking bottle of Patron like that. I'm like, it's still 35% alcohol? Dude, I drank it. That shit was like the best thing in the world to me, dude. I, can't I, I love cold, I love cold brew coffee. So like drinking that, I was like, oh, this is fucking perfect, you dude. Mix it with your coffee and shit? Yeah, mix it with coffee. Like those, you know, the Starbucks little glass. Yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty shitty, but I would just straight up black coffee with some of that in it. Fucking dope, dude. We used to get crazy. We used to like super like on nature's joint shout out to nature's joint we'd be under some legal cvd right, right? Yeah. very legal but we would like off of that and then just like get like in the morning like a, a bowl of ice cream and like you would have that patron in the freezer it would come out thick dude like a syrup you can pour it over your ice cream you eat that and you get like a little buzz off a couple scoops of ice cream fucking dope dude. that's crazy you, I love it. And you the, kids in here. Dude, I love it. I love it. And then now seeing like there's such a big like a craze for like um for espresso martinis now. Like I've been seeing yeah, more man. and more. So I'm like, yeah, I'm anxious to try I've, that. I've never had an espresso martini. I see martini. it and then they dress it with the two little beans on top, like yeah. fucking perfect. Yeah. Another oh, another thing that I've seen also is um them also like using like ground cinnamon. Oh, and okay. Then, yeah. And okay. like what they'll also do is like they'll ground the coffee bean and like on the foam. They'll like, um, uh, whatchamacallit, they'll, they'll like just ground the foam like with like a coffee bean and oh. it's just like as like a garnish like, oh, okay, okay. or sometimes like they'll burn the coffee bean or something like that. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Dude, that's crazy. And what, what's like the, what's like the craziest drink that you know how to make, bro? Like, is there anything like that's, that's just out of this world? A like shooey? That, that <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, man. So I used to make time bombs, which are like. Ten layered, flaming martini. Holy like, shit! Dude, that's yeah. like the one where you can see like all the different. Yeah, the, oh, yeah okay, dude, okay. those were those were ridiculous, man. And I remember <laughs> this girl; she used to down those. And I remember she had like three, like back to back. And I was like, "Yeah, you're gonna get like alcohol," <laughs> you know. And this was like back when I was still bartending over in Brownsville, over in America, uh, at a, a, a Philly's Americana. Uh, this is you know cheesesteak joint uh, that used to have a bar in it, but nice. dude, like I remember this girl just getting 
just black out drunk. That was her dream. <laughs> yeah, like, let me get one. Yeah, let me. When you, when you see her yeah, walk yeah, in, you're she, like, yeah, oh, she would walk in, and she's yeah, like, time bomb. And I was like, dude, sweetheart. You're like 120 pounds. Are you sure you want to So be it's like that? a strong drink. Hell yeah, dude. Man, you set that bitch on fire. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, man. Damn. Yeah, man. Crazy. You topped that bitch off with uh, uh, Blue Carousel on 151 and set it on fire. Oh, fuck, yeah, bro. Dude. You just imagine that you had to do 120 pounds. Like yeah, for, dude. dude, and she would do like two of them. Like, oh. easy, bro. <laughs> Holy shit! I, I, I was looking. For, I was looking for a video right now. Freaking bar, bartending nightmares. It's like you know when people do those. Like um, you see where it's like twenty drinks with like the shot sitting right oh, over. You know, dude, it's oh, super tip. funny yeah, that okay. you mentioned that because when I used to work at the Drunken Clam, I don't know what it was, but like for I want to say like six months, we had two dollar uh, kamikazes. Oh shit! Like Damn, I think Thursdays. I remember that. I think I remember yeah. that. On like Thursdays or something like that, and I would obviously work Thursdays. <laughs> so like, I would have like assholes come up and be like, "Can I get twenty gamakas?" Oh, Damn, and dude. I would be like, "Bro, for fucking real, <laughs> man!" And like, without fail, like it would always be me. And they'd be like, "Hey, bro." 20 kamikazes, right? Oh, yeah. Like, dude, was it on my fucking forehead or something? Like, <laughs> and, dude, I was just so angry when they would make me do, like, the double-digit kamikazes. Yeah, dude. Like, oh, NBC, yeah, dude, that shit's crazy. That's, yeah. Shit, dude. Doing that with some freaking, some egg whites? That's what you're talking about, right? Like, yeah. It's no, like, no, yeah. no, no, no. Kamikazes, yeah. it was basically just vodka. No, but I'm saying, like, mass pouring like that. Like, doing that, oh, like, yeah. with with egg whites. That's like a fucking super red flag. Like, fucking Dude, salmonella. Well, for, for, first, well, you also have to remember, when it when it comes to salmonella, mm-hmm. especially with egg whites, you have to understand that the spirit, which is the, the liquor, mm-hmm. and the, the acidity of the citrus, which is, it. yeah, is going to kill the salmonella. Oh, shit. So there's no risk of salmonella unless I'm like using 30 eggs or something. Yeah, like that. just, just, uh, just a straight <laughs> raw piece of yeah. chicken. In there. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna be fine. Let me let me get the chicken martini, the yeah. the one you have there. Dude, <laughs> let me get the KFC martini. Dude, speaking of that, just side story. I had a fucking crazy ass scare the other day. So we had, we had uh, my mom had made a shrimp cocktail, but aside from the shrimp cocktail, she made some ceviche, right? And the fish was uncooked, so she yeah, had yeah. she had a bag. What she didn't use a fish inside a bag inside the fridge. I thought that it was fish, but as I'm eating it, it feels weird. The texture is weird because it's not cooked. And I'm eating, I'm like, then I'm looking at it's pink. I'm like, oh, is this fucking raw chicken, dude? Immediately, I was like, dude, I'm in the fucking toilet trying to make myself puke because I'm like, if I just eat raw, I'm calling my mom like, was that raw chicken in the fucking fridge? She's not answering, dude. After like, like, just gotten lime juice and just dude for like 15 minutes, I'm getting down on my bed just like. Oh, Am I gonna dude, die I'm right now? Die, dude. Like, I'm like <laughs> looking up CDC. Dude, I'm, I'm looking up like how long does it take? It's like four hours. I'm like, fuck, dude, four hours. Damn, yeah, fucking, dude. Bro, I just start chugging whiskey, dude. <laughs> See, I never knew that. I would have fucking for sure. I would have fucking started chugging mouthwash if I would have known that, <laughs> right, dude? Yeah. <laughs> this fucking equate yeah. down. <laughs> dude, let's get into that one. That one seems really. Awesome, bro. It, it, bro, it, this is probably going to be like one of the most refreshing drinks that we have, but it does not look like it. It <laughs> does not look like because it looks thick. It looks refreshing as fuck yeah. to me, if you ask me. Well, to me, it looks like, like it's really that well, orange. Maybe it's just my angle or something. <laughs> yeah, the straw does kind of disappear. And what, and what do we have here? Right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, dude. What do we got here? 
So that is a whiskey moon. So that is made with bourbon, sweet and sour, lime juice, and I top it off with blue moon. Mm. The camera see that shit. Whoa. And this is the is the straw here to drink from the straw? Or you no, I mean you can do either or. Hmm. You want to drink from that straw, Andy? Oh yeah. <laughs> just put your mouth around the whole cup. Oh, right. <laughs> just look directly at the camera when he does it. <laughs> no, I'm going to taste this. Holy shit! Some straight ASMR shit right there. Oh, yeah. You heard that shit? <laughs> I got, I got good sucking ASMRs. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh yeah! Oh fuck! <laughs> I am not even listening. Dude, I'm still going crazy off this jalapeno one, dude. Every drink is like a fucking treat. Oh my god, this is yeah. You were right, bro. This is super nice, bro. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, dude. It's really refreshing. Get a drink of that one, bro. I'm so down to fuck up that cherry once that drink is done. Let's see. See if it's everything I imagine. And is, is there is there a lot of like cocktails that you mix like beer Holy and liquor? Holy shit. What? Honestly, man, this is the first time I've done it. I mean, like you have shots that are like that, you know, like think of like the Irish car bomb. Okay. You know, so Bailey's, Jameson, and Guinness. Okay, Guinness, you know, yeah. Or the Flamin' Dr. Pepper. Same thing. You know, dude, this is insane. Yeah, right? hell yeah, there's so, so much flavor in that, bro. Yeah, man, it's really That's refreshing. super nice, but it doesn't look like it. I've never even had Blue Moon. And is this like a? Is this like you do it, or is, is this like a drink that you can get like at a, at a, any bar? No, this is like one that's kind like of exclusive. Kind of to like us. an exclusive. Yeah. I can mean, I go like, to Chili's and can I get the- <laughs> yeah, if you know what's in it? Yeah. Then right, right, oh, you you probably tell, yeah, tell just them. tell the bartender like, hey, like one ounce of like one and a half of this, one ounce of this, one ounce of this. <laughs> Top it off with blue moon, dude. Thanks. Because Good. every bar is gonna have these ingredients, things. right? Yeah. Just you gotta prepare it the way. Yeah. Dude, that's really nice, man. That's definitely super nice. And is it is there like stuff that like you've created where it's just like like what you make? Yeah, man. So I make uh, me personally. I'm still kind of like trying to work on it a little bit more, mostly because like I would like to not have so much of like fresh fruit in this. Okay. But I would li- sorry. Uh, I did for my audition here make a. You guys remember those uh, those dark chocolate Ghirardellis? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, raspberry yeah. filling. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh-huh. Sure, so I made sure. that into an old fashioned. Oh shit! How I made a ra- I muddled raspberry, uh, dark chocolate uh, bitters and sugar. And dark I chocolate mudd- bitters. Wow. Yeah, and so I muddled all that together and. You know, prepared it the exact same way I would an old fashioned. Uh, you know, granted, there's like raspberry chunks in it, which yeah, aren't yeah. bad, but it's not like traditional. Oh, it's okay. a little bit more contemporary. And um, I'm thinking about using possibly like a raspberry extract. Mm, okay. And that way it gives me that particular. Uh, 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 it gives me that particular flavor, and uh, yeah. Someone talking shit to you on the text? No. <laughs> 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 no, man. Actually, uh, 
that actually would be like a pretty cool thing to start doing, especially with that particular old fashioned that I just talked about is like cigar smoking. Yeah. It, um, and because like that, like especially like raspberry and stuff like that, that's really, really dark, you know, and, and dark chocolate, those are really, really earthy. True, you know, true. And so like that, that particularly like wouldn't be a bad idea for like cigar smoking. Yeah, and we actually do have one of the owners. Actually, I think yeah. both owners of the Manicor Lounge, which is the the guys that I was talking yeah, about earlier. Show? You know who uh, who like give us like their wrappings, like their cigar wrappings. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think they're going to be here tomorrow. You know, oh, nice. Still tap, setting up. Nice, dude. Yeah. You think they would want to come and say what's up or what? I think so. Read. Let's do it. Read. Sit in. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, man, it was really nice meeting of you, course, bro. Well. Hey, dude, awesome. Go for check sure. out the Average Boys podcast for sure. Yes, Fucking dude, dope ass shit, gentlemen. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome, <laughs> dude. Thank you. Hey, thank you for shit, and for dropping the knowledge on us, dude. Yeah, for right sure, now. dude. Yeah. For sure, and thank you for calling my favorite drink gay. That was pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was I mean, fucking awesome. You know, I mean, <laughs> call <laughs> a spade a spade, right? <laughs> nah, dude. Nah, dude. We would definitely be back, dude. For for sure. And I'm going to ask for that. I'm going to ask for that drink, too. <laughs> dude. Fuck crazy you. ass drinks, right? Dude. It's like crazy, like, like how he was talking about, like, the palate, the talking about all these flavors and shit. It's freaking awesome, bro. Ooh, we got some martini action here. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, man, go ahead and sit down and get yourself situated. And we will learn about this stuff because I am interested in this. Go ahead and introduce yourself, man, and, and tell us what you got here. So my name is Reed. Uh, I'm the co-owner of Manticore Lounge. We are... Shout out to that. <laughs> <laughs> we are... Uh, we're actually the RGV's first pop-up cigar lounge. Oh, nice. So there's a couple uh, brick-and-mortar cigar lounges in the valley, but we're the first fully mobile pop-up style lounge. Oh, okay, okay. So, so that's like, what he meant by you guys are going to be here tomorrow. Yep. Okay, okay, so yep. you go to different spots and 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 you're able to take your whole operation with you. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, we started out partnered with Five by Five Brewing, so kind of okay. technically our headquarters, but uh, we're trying to get better at moving around to different places. So we'll be here tomorrow night. We'll be at Oktoberfest on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, following that, we'll be at the Moon Rock in Harlingen. Oh yeah, we've definitely. There. Oh been nice. there. Yeah, we've been there before. Yep. yep. And then uh, we'll be doing some events at the the Garden. I in Elsa? Name. Yeah. Oh, in, in Elsa. Elsa? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's yeah, right down uh, my street. Pacific Garden. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pacific there. Trails. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Pacific yeah. Trails. There we go. There we yeah. go for so, sure. So we had a really good relationship with Mike, who's the owner of the craft. The craft. Oh, yeah, yeah. Miguel. Yeah. yeah. Hey, shout out to Miguel, man, for sure. Hell yeah. So uh, now that he's out there, we'll be going out there as well. Yeah, awesome. dude, we're actually We're actually from out there, for, from Elsa, dude. So yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool what Miguel has done out there because there wasn't really anything like that going down out there dude and not at all and it's cool that he brought that whole vibe out there and and seeing people like now you come out there dude like that's crazy yeah for sure i I need to head back out there i went to the craft the weekend when they had a temporary license still they still hadn't got their full license (laughs) they were like up for the weekend yeah i went and stopped by i had a couple drinks there it's fucking dope i want to go now dude and and when you go to a spot like what do you like what do you do so standard we got a couple different ways we set up so a lot of it kind of just depends on the event that we're doing how many people we think they're going to be there whether uh our full-blown setup is about a it's a 10 by 20 canopy 
with, okay. with give or take like 180 square feet on the inside once we set the table up. Damn. Um, but it's modular. So we have panels that we can put up so kind of control the wind depending on, you know, what it's like outside. Uh, we're currently experimenting with trying to ventilate it, kind of. Oh, okay. okay so okay. give it like cooling. Yeah. Uh, we've tried two things so far that didn't really work. So we're going to be trying a new one here pretty soon. But we're trying to get it to where it'll have full cooling effect and air. And nice. it'll also have an exhaust system so any smoke from the inside gets pulled out. Mm-hmm. So you get that feeling of, like, you get to go to one of your favorite spots, get a drink, get some food, whatever. And then yeah. you go sit in the tent and relax, just like you would a normal cigar lounge. But the difference is you don't have to go to the lounge. Yeah. yeah. So, that, and you're not going to be sweating your ass off either. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. that's what we're trying to get to. Uh, we have the heating element solved. So that's good. <laughs> we have that solved. Yeah. Uh, for the rare occasions it gets cold, yeah, yeah. We've, we've got that figured out. But yeah, we're trying to figure out the cooling just because it is harder to do that since it's not it's sealed, but it's not fully sealed. Oh, okay. So okay. We're still kind of experimenting with that. But uh, yeah, so we started out. It's actually going to be our birthday coming up on Oktoberfest. Oh, it's nice. our one year anniversary. It'll mark one year of being since oh, we opened. Oh, yeah. Technically. Nice. Um, we mainly carry Warfighter cigars. So Warfighter is a veteran-owned and operated cigar company out of San Antonio. Okay. The local guys in Texas, they've got a factory in Nicaragua. Uh, absolutely phenomenal cigars. Nice. You know, I've been smoking cigars since way younger than I'm going to say on camera. <laughs> uh, Dude, and, and, and I wanted to talk about that. Like, how did, how did you get into cigars? Uh, it's a long story. Uh, Kind of got somewhat peer pressured into it. Oh shit! I was like, all right, I'm a yeah. badass smoking a cigar. How, how was how was your first experience? Were you like, what the fuck? No, I immediately loved it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. shit! Nice. The nice. first time I tried an actual like hand rolled cigar, I was yeah, like, yeah, this, this shit's dope. I'm, I'm I've, down with this. I've tried a couple cigars. I'm I'm not sure how good they were, right? But there's the um. One, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm tra- crazy, but it sounds almost like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, is Romeo, there... Romeo and Julieta. That's yeah, okay, a, yeah. That's okay, that one, I've yep. tried a couple of those, yep. but I, I've tried the bigger ones, but then I've tried some where it was a pack of almost like cigarillos. Yeah, the minis. Yeah, yep. the minis, yep, dude. Yep, yep, those yep. were awesome, dude. Okay, that... so I'm going to hit you with something kind of crazy. So the minis, mm-hmm. most cigar companies, the way they actually make those is they use the leftover scraps oh, from so... their standard hand-rolled cigars. Oh, okay. That's how they make those. It's kind of cool. One of the things we actually have with Warfighter is a line called the Minutemen line. And they are literally mini cigars. Mm-hmm. And they're about a 25 to 30 minute smoke. And they are... Actually, I think I have one over there. Uh, let's see if I can get... I don't know. Where my business partner went. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll figure it out later. Yeah, but they're, sure. they're, they're about that big. Yeah, yeah. And they're mm-hmm. a smaller ring gauge. Uh, but they're fully rolled. So it's no scraps. So they are rolled with the same intent that they're full-size cigars. Right? Oh, okay, okay. So awesome. you're, not, you're not losing that flavor. You're not losing that experience. Because when you smoke the cigarillos, it yeah. is, it's different. It's yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. And they're inconsistent versus oh, okay. the Minutemen that we get from Warfighter, and they come in a pack of five, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a full-blown cigar. And they have them for their Connecticut all the way to their Escuro Maduro. So if you only got a short amount of time to smoke, you can have a full-size cigar, and you're not, you're not compromising, right? Yeah. But that's just one of the things, one of the benefits we have from working with Warfighter and bringing them in. Uh, and we own them. We, we owe them quite a bit because mm. they kind of really helped us with the initial stuff because there's a lot of stuff you have to make sure you do right because tobacco has a lot of red tape, a lot of legalities. For that, sure, yeah. And, and you don't want to do something the wrong way. You don't want to take shortcuts, which has led to some struggles in the first year, for sure, uh, especially financially. But 
it's doing it the right way so that going forward we can continue to grow. Yeah, so, you, so, so not taking shortcuts has yeah. led to some setbacks. Okay, okay, yeah. right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's a learning curve just like any new business. I'm sure Sledge has talked about. It, you you learn as you go, right? You got to yeah, kind of figure sure. things out. And we're getting better. You know, we're actually almost fully booked for the month of October. Uh, luckily, we recently got to do an event with HEB. Oh, so no we sure. were actually set up for Noche Divino with HEB. Uh, and we'll be providing the cigars for their Texas Rangers fundraiser next month. So, Dude, oh, nice. and, and and I was gonna ask, like, here in the valley, is there like a big cigar? Like, like people you know, love that shit here? There is and there isn't, right? Because there's there's what I call the old guard of cigar smokers, which is people like my dad's age or maybe even older. That okay. it is, if that cigar is not forty, fifty dollars or more, it's not worth smoking. Yeah, uh, dude. Okay, okay, okay. okay. See, yeah, yeah, my, yeah. my experience that I have with cigars, like I mentioned, there, I, I never knew if we were getting good cigars mm. or not, or if we actually were even getting what we were, what we they said we were buying, like the Romeo Juliettas or like the Cohibas or whatever, because we would get them at the gallery in McAllen on Tenth Street, and the gallery is a place that's kind of like. They'll sell a three hundred dollar bottle of cologne for like one fifty, and you're like, what? so What's, I know exactly what place you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they still open? Actually, I, I have no. I've been there. I haven't passed years, there in a while. But I had a friend who got, got a quick cigar like like kick, and for like two months we would go there, and he Man, would just stock okay. up. Like so, so sidetrack for a second, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna try and get back on track immediately. Mm-hmm. Went there with my wife a couple years ago, and at the time I was broke, broke, uh-huh. broke, broke. Uh, I was in between jobs, like day jobs, so I had zero money. And I walk into the humidor, and it's a crazy place. That place is yeah, yeah, dude. weird, man. The humidor is right next to the G-strings and shit. So can, <laughs> no, it's not even that. Like, we get a cigar and a G-string, please. <laughs> some brass knuckles. No, it's even weirder than that, because when you first walk in, it's like herbs and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah. witch part of it yeah, is, yeah. yeah no, but yeah. not even that. Like, cooking herbs. Like, oh. dude, we stocked up on cooking herbs. Yeah. Fresh herbs. Get some cumin? Dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. No, no joke. And so then my wife was like, oh, yeah, they're supposed to have a cigar humidor. And I was like, all right, there's no way. Like, where, yeah, bro? And so I ask them, and the, the clerk's like, oh, yeah, follow me and i'm like i yeah dude you walk into that little weird room yeah yeah walk in and dude i i about lost my shit because there was some stuff in there and i'm not going to name what it is because i'm hoping they're still open and i want to go pick some up before oh so so it is good yeah oh okay okay they had probably about a dozen boxes of a certain cigar Mm -hmm. i'm not going to say what it is because (laughs) your cigar smokers that might watch this are going to go swipe them and (laughs) no i'm i gotta go get them first (laughs) but there are some cigars that you, they don't make anymore. Oh, you can't okay. find them anymore. Oh wow! Uh, they make a version of it, but they had the originals. Oh, oh shit. nice! So they had and, some shit in and there. You could understand the originals. Last time a box went for auction, five figures. Holy shit! <laughs> wow, and dude! They, and they and they had it for original MSRP. Damn. So. See, and the, the time frame that I'm talking was maybe like 2014, 2015. So I haven't been there in a long ass time. And yeah. I remember walking in though and being like, holy shit, dude, they do have a lot of stuff here. You know what I mean? And like, and then someone not knowing about cigars just yeah, walks in there and be like, yeah, oh, all right, cool. And cool. so my homie, like, he doesn't know about them. He's getting into them. So as we're looking at what they have, he's looking them up online to see like what they're worth and what they're selling them at. He's yeah. like, dude, this is a steal, dude. Like, mm-hmm. they have them. And we're like, okay. So we were just smoking <laughs> like crazy ass cigars for like Fuck two it. months. <laughs> So that aside, Romeo Julieta is a good company. Yeah, they make they make some very good cigars. They mm-hmm. make some very bad cigars. It's kind of okay. It's kind of a palate thing, right? They're they're one of the big companies. They've been around for years. They make a Cuban, and so if you ever hear anyone talking about, oh yeah, I was on vacation, I smoked a Cuban. It's like, all right, what brand, dude? Because yeah. it's not just one brand. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, all the major manufacturers make a Cuban cigar that oh, we're okay. able to sell okay. in the United States. No. So see, we were supposedly. 
buying. I think Cubans. I'm well, so, not sure. So when people talk about Cubans, the brand they're talking about is Cohiba. Cohiba, for sure. That's the reason being the checkered little. Yes. Yeah. And that's because that's the company that Castro founded. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's where Cohiba comes oh, okay. from. Okay. And okay. I have been fortunate enough to have had the Cuban, the the Cohiba Bahique, which is like the standard Cuban when they hear oh, people talk shit. about the Cuban. Mm-hmm. And it is, man. It's 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 a completely different smoke. And it's not like it's one of these like, oh my god, it's so much better than every other cigar. No, it's just a very unique flavor profile that really? you, you just don't get from other brands because they're not growing it in the same climate, the same soil. And that all plays into the cigars, and that even plays into the manufacturing. For and that's, sure. That's right, one yeah. of the reasons we went with Warfighter is they have a pretty big hand in their manufacturing. They don't just, you know, they don't just, oh, whatever, send the cigars to market. They, they roll them. They draw test them. They put a lot into their blending. And, I mean, they're 100% veteran-owned and operated. Every single guy in their company. And it's only, like, five of them. <laughs> oh, shit. That's so. cool. So how does it, for, oh, yeah. for to know, like, quality tobacco like that, how is it to see something like a black and mild? Like, to you, is that <laughs> just, don't, is that don't, just don't, like, don't, poison don't. trash? Like, yes. that's, like, yes, that's yes. terrible, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and for I, sure. I would not tell you why. It's a different kind of tobacco. It's actually completely, so there are, just like you have different kinds of alcohol, there's uh-huh. completely different kinds of tobacco. So, Cigarettes, uh, what they call mass market cigars, which are your Swishers, your Black. I'm about yeah. to piss some people off. <laughs> if you're smoking a Dutch those, master, <laughs> if you're smoking two for ninety nine cents, I can't say too much about that brand because it kind of coincides with my day job. But, uh, they're trash. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. They use cigarette tobacco. Yeah, it's so thin and so fucking shitty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're doing you-know-what with it, yeah, it's yeah. fine, but if you're and smoking it for what it is, it's crap tobacco. Yeah, well, you see, because, so me, smoking a Swisher Sweet, like a basic-ass Swisher Sweet, they have the flavors, right? All the yeah, little weird yep. flavors that suck. Every, that smoke, they can't even smell that shit. It's gross. Yeah. But they have the non-flavored, which is just like a, an original, which is still a sweet, but then they have like the natural, like the platinums, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like to get the black. And the black is a darker tobacco. And just me, I can tell that there's a difference in the taste of a so, lighter and a darker tobacco. And I like dark tobacco, dude. Right, I'm going to ruin this man's day. What? Ruin tell it. me it's shit. Ruin it. It's crap. So black, the dark, only, the that's only the worst thing, one. <laughs> the only thing that's different on that individual stick, uh-huh. and this is my day job. I actually work in that industry for my day job. So uh-huh. I do tobacco in the day job, uh-huh. and I do tobacco is my business. <laughs> yeah, I know the industry. And uh, what you're getting is you do actually have some cigar tobacco mm-hmm. in those, but it's only that outer wrapper. Oh, well, well, no, I know that it's trash. I know. Switch, no, they suck. I don't like it. But <laughs> I'm saying that I can tell there was a difference in yeah, yeah, there is. The, the, the darker yeah. tobacco flavor and then like the regular like platinum. So I'm going to tell, tell you, I'm going to guess. Well, I don't got to guess. I know what it is, but it was sweeter, wasn't it? Yes, right? Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, I was. So this, and this is one of the things we take pride in. So not only do we just set the cigars up, when we set up, I would say 75% of our customers are first-time cigar smokers. Okay. They're out at the bar. They're having a drink. They see yeah. us, and they're like, ah, oh, screw it. They're like, you oh, know, what's, yeah. what's this over here? Let me try yeah. this. And yeah. so the first question out of everyone's mouth is, what's your sweetest cigar? Mm, okay. And we got to look and be like, we don't have any sweet cigars. Well, oh. you don't know, because nothing we have is artificially sweetened. Okay. Everything is 100% sun-grown tobacco and so you do get sweeter flavors out of it and the biggest mistake new cigar smokers make is they grab what you call their connecticut blend which is the lightest tobacco you see it's the lightest cigar you see those actually give you smokier flavors oh really yes. oh no shit 
kind of like whiskey, right? The darker the whiskey, the more you're going to get some of that oak and sweet. Yeah, and so yeah, the yeah. darker that leaf goes, generally speaking, you're going to get more of a sweeter taste from it. Now, the nicotine is going to be a little bit stronger, naturally, because it's a, it's a longer-aged leaf. Mm-hmm. But then you have different regions. So your Connecticut, for generally, is an American leaf. Your Sumatra, which is our bestseller, is an Indonesian. Uh, the Maduro is Nicaraguan. The Corojo is Honduran. The And it goes from there. The different regions give you different flavors. And so, like, the example I'll make, I'm going to reach around and grab them real quick. Yeah, go for it, man. Grab two of them to start with. So, this is our newest one from Warfighter. This is called the Night Shift. So, this is a Ecuadorian Oscuro Habano. So that the, sounds sexy. So, the Habano is the leaf, and that's the outer wrapper. There it went. That's the outer wrapper. Then the binder is an Indonesian Sumatra, and then the filler is Nicaraguan. So, you actually have three different regional tobaccos in one cigar. And then the tip is what they call candela. That's that green strip right there. Mm-hmm. Now, on this cigar, that's more of just a visual thing. So this was kind of like their callback to the guys who what this, operate at night. You know, the guys who fight the things that go bump in the dark. That's <laughs> This was well, them okay. like doing the cigars, honoring them. Uh, but the cigar itself is very interesting because Ecuadorian tobacco generally is kind of spicy. Earthy, spicy, uh, woodsy. This cigar doesn't do that. Mm. Oscuro <laughs> means it's a darker version of the leaf. So... About that much of the cigar starts off that woodsy, earthy spice, and the rest of it's like an herbally sweet. Oh, oh wow. But you wouldn't know that because it's a darker color. I'm going to take a look at it. Yeah. It's a darker leaf. And so people automatically assume darker leaf is going to be harsher, mm. spicier, smokier. No, it's not. Not at all. And so we're very lucky, like with Warfighter, the Sumatra blend that we have from them, uh, they actually purpose-blended that for newer cigar smokers. Okay. So now, if you're if you're a veteran cigar smoker, you're going to pick a lot of the nuances up. But if you're a, a newer a novice, it's a perfect cigar to get started because you go with that Connecticut, right? There's not as much nicotine, but you're getting more of that smoke, more of that earth. You're not getting the leathers, you're not getting the sweets, you're not getting the oaks, you're getting more cedar. You get a little bit of a creaminess, but even then, that changes from company to company. Mm. Man, dude, that's crazy. How much goes into a, a, mm-hmm. a nice cigar, man? And so I'll let you all guess, how much do you think we retail that cigar for with tax? <laughs> I, from what, we, from what, what we, would you guess? What would you guess? Dude, me, I'm like 35 bucks. Okay. What's your guess? I'm going to say 25 All right. $12. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, shit. $12. And, and, and that's, that's considered a good quality cigar. That is an extremely good cigar. Damn. That is an extremely good mm-hmm. cigar. From a cigar, a smaller cigar maker. So uh, I say smaller; they're pretty badass guys. So, mm-hmm. like a lot of, like a lot of cigar sellers and stuff. Like, do you think they like they overprice a lot on like cheap stuff? Again, that's where I say it depends, right? Oh, okay. Because that's okay. that. What I talked about. There's two types of cigar smokers now. There's that old guard that if it doesn't cost a yeah, certain yeah, amount, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, they're sure. automatically going to assume someone will see that and be like, "Nah, I don't want that one." Yeah, because they're going to assume it's not it's not a high quality cigar. That is uh, okay. That is you understand. Okay. I've smoked. Name a cigar company. I've probably tried one of their cigars. Mm-hmm. At least one of them. Mm-hmm. Like I've been smoking long enough. I've gotten adventurous enough. I've never gotten hooked on <laughs> one brand until I found Warfighter. 
And it wasn't just the fact that I like the company. I like their mission. I like the guys who run it. They make a really good cigar. And being in the Valley, like me, I'm married. The wife did not let me smoke in the house. <laughs> uh, most men that I know, they aren't allowed to smoke in the house. Yeah, yeah. So you smoke outside a lot. What do we have in the Valley that sucks outside? Humidity. So, yeah, Heat. For sure. Humidity. Mm-hmm. Humidity. Humidity is the number one killer for cigars, which you would think that doesn't make sense because you keep them in, in a humid, right? yeah, 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 yeah. but you're controlling that humidity. Uh, and so okay. when you're smoking, if you ever see someone smoking a cigar and it starts to what they call coning, which means only the middle is burning, or it starts to run, oh, okay, it's because it's just too side, it's wet. so humid that yeah. the construction of the cigar is failing, and you're not getting that even burn. There's a handful of companies that I can I can walk outside and it is 90% humidity outside and I can light that cigar it will smoke perfectly fine even all the way through mm-hmm. I won't have to touch it up I won't have to do anything to it and it's a pleasant smoke the whole time and Warfighter is one of those another one is actually one we just brought in and I like these guys a lot too so they're another veteran owned cigar company we kind of got a theme going here okay mm-hmm. that's cool that's so cool. they're founders Founder Cigar Co. They're out of Minnesota. They're veteran-owned. Uh, and their whole thing is every one of their cigars is after a founding father. Oh, mm. shit. So this one's after Washington. Oh, okay. And so this is what they call their signature dual wrap. So this is a pretty unique thing you see in the cigar world. Uh, dual wraps are tricky because you're actually wrapping two different leaves mm-hmm. around the outside. So for those that don't know a lot about cigars, there's three main parts to cigar construction. The wrapper, which is the outside part. Mm-hmm. 90% of cigars' flavor comes from the wrapper. Keep that in mind. The binder and then the filler. And that's the three levels of a cigar. Okay. So the wrapper is going to give you 90% of the flavor you actually taste, right? Then the binder plays in and then the filler is in there to kind of round it out. The smaller the ring gauge of the cigar, the more wrapper. Oh, okay. Okay. And so that, and that equals a slower burn? It depends. It can. So, like, okay. uh, a cigar style I like a lot that's not super popular down here is called a Lancero. So, they are uh, 52 ring gauge. So, they're about that big around. And they're about that long. Oh, shit. No, so, shit. they're, like, long, skinny straws. Yeah. But it is, of the con- the cigar's construction, 90% of it's that wrapper. So, you get a lot more flavor out of it. Mm. But it's trickier to smoke because when you increase that wrapper and decrease diameter, you get less binder, less filler, which... Aside from giving you taste, the purpose of those two elements of cigar is to hold the construction, to hold the smoke, to hold the burn. So when you go smaller, it gets trickier to smoke. Yeah, it so, starts like fraying or like flaking off, or yeah. maybe or going or going out. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. And cool. so that's why our our main go tos is we carry uh, toros and we carry um, robustos, or our main sizes that we carry. So this this is a toro, or what most people consider a full size cigar. Okay. Um, but this one is unique. So these guys okay, haven't been around one. very long. Yeah, of course. So they haven't been, and we're going to send you guys home with some cigars. Don't worry about that. Whoa. Um, but nice. They, they haven't been around very long. Only a couple years now. I think three, three years, three or four years. So, so they have different with different of you yeah, said of yeah. the founding so, so fathers. So each one they've got a different founding father on the band. And so how you said rolling two leaves. That's how I mean visually you can see where it's yeah. a lighter yeah. and a darker yeah. wrap. Yeah, oh. like I, I see, I, dude, I see this at a freaking shop or something. I'm like, okay, this is like coming off the fucking expensive <laughs> fucking. Because look at this shit. 14, so fourteen fourteen dollars. <laughs> So, and everything we do is tax included. Since we pop up and we're setting up at different locations, we we pre-bake the tax into it, which means we take a little bit off of what we would normally make, you know, on the profit side of things mm-hmm. to even prices out. But for us, I mean, yes, we're a business. We need to make money, right? Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. purpose of a business. But we love cigars. 
We love sharing cigars. And we you love want, getting. You want to give love, a, a good want, quality cigar yeah, to yeah, these people we, that are yep. barely learning about cigars, and to show people like, hey, check out this cigar and smoke it and tell me what you think, and they'll exactly. be they'll yep. be like they'll be back for more. Yep. And because of the brands that we carry and the care that goes into building these cigars and the price point, if you do try it and you're not enjoying it, you don't feel like you just wasted a ton of money. So you got to try it, right? You know, but it's not like you went and bought a forty dollars cigar and halfway into it and you're like, yeah, Man, start I, I don't smoking like and be like, oh, what is this? You and know, that's like, a tricky thing too, right? Palate, right? And, it, and like they talked about with the cocktails earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's got a different palate. So I'm gonna ask you right now: when, sure. you, when you drink beer, what's your go-to? What do you drink? Like you, you're going into a bar, style Ooh. of beer. What are you grabbing? Holy shit! This is my kind of question. <laughs> uh, Our beer drinking podcast. <laughs> that's, I'm baking. I'm baking it in, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, baking yeah. It in. Nah, man. I'm usually going for. I'm going for a nice cold IPA. Okay, so really, yeah, hoppier, citrusier, earthier. Yeah, citrusy. Yeah, for sure. Okay, all right. So for you, I'm going to recommend either Corojo, which is our one of our warfighter cigars, or that new Ecuadorian. The night shift is also going to be a nice pairing because it's going to complement the citrus on that IPA, but then the spices and the earth from the cigar is going to help cancel out the bitters from the IPA. Oh, crazy, dude. So they complement each other. And and it's one of those, you could smoke 10 different cigars with the same beer, and you'll get something di- different, different every time. time. Yeah. Or mm. vice versa, you could have 10 different beers with the same cigar, different thing every time. But one of the things we pride ourselves on is, or at least I do, is kind of a, a, a palate. Uh, oh, what's the word? I'm trying to think of a good word for it. Not connoisseur, but... Uh, I pretend I'm an expert, I guess. <laughs> Aficionado? <laughs> you know, I'm getting there. There's, yeah, a, lot, yeah, there's yeah. a lot I haven't you tried. You know how to pair your stuff. I'm pretty good with palates. So yeah. if you tell me what your favorite drinks are, what your favorite foods are, I'm pretty good. I would say 9.9 times out of 10, I'm going to recommend you a cigar that as long as you don't mind smoking, yeah. and I walk you through it. I walk yeah, you through it's cutting. Gonna, it's going to pair you with what you're doing. You're going to enjoy it. And, that's, and at the end of the day, that's what we look to is getting people to enjoy a cigar. And it kind of goes back to that. The tobacco is different. You heard that? That's, yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. That, that That's yeah. a pretty cool, like, to be like, oh, this one was with some nice Munster cheese. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a thing. 100% yeah. a thing. So food and cigars is a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. That yeah. is crazy. Steak and cigars are... And, man, what are you drinking here by... by? I, I went with a martini tonight, man. Just, I, just classic martini? Classic gin martini. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I kind of had a long week, and I just wasn't feeling anything heavy, so I wanted, yeah. to, okay, wanted, nice, I wanted nice. to play that fake James Bond for a <laughs> Now, what do you think? Ready to have your mind blown? What do you think about this? White Owl Swirl. Don't you Three eat, don't, different don't you flavors of grape. Red grape, black grape, and green grape. I'm about to Seems come. like a I'm, steal. I'm about, I'm about to, uh, if he just disappears out of that chair backwards all of a sudden, it wasn't me. Oh, man. But look, so, so that plays into it. Now, I'll, I'll explain a little bit. Aside from them flavoring the cigars, yeah. the reason it's crappy tobacco is the region. So most of that mass market stuff you see, the tobacco is grown in, in Dominican Republic. Now, that's Trash. Not, now, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not to say that it's bad tobacco. Problem is with most of those companies, it is so mass marketed and so mass made, they over farm the fields. Now, normally you wouldn't think that's a problem, but tobacco, just like any other plant, needs nutrients. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about cigar tobacco, it's a completely different type of tobacco from cigarettes. It's very alkaline heavy. There's a lot of alkaline minerals in cigars that are actually good for you. 
<laughs> believe it or not. It's actually so gotten to the point where the FDA came out and tried to do a study that hated on cigars because they wanted to increase the tax on it. And uh, one of the big names in, in the cigar world that kind of stands up to the ATF, J.C. Newman out of Florida, said, mm. yeah, how about you go get an independent scientist and then restudy this? And the FDA basically came back and, long story short, said, our results were inconclusive Ooh, in no. what cigars do to your health. Ooh. Oh, shit. You don't believe me? Go look up all these stories. You see these old farts that live to like 130 Almost every single one of them smoke like five cigars. Or six, <laughs> five or six cigars. <laughs> now, like the argument has been, is smoking bad for you? Legally, yeah. I have to say yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Now that I've said that, I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. When you sit down to smoke a cigar, you're forcing yourself to relax. When's the last time you got home and you grabbed a beer? And yeah, you're hanging out, but you fully forced yourself to relax. Ooh. Where you're, you're breathing, your body's fully relaxed. Maybe you're having a nice conversation with someone. When was the last time oh, you did for that? for sure. It's been a while, for yeah. sure. But when you're smoking a cigar, you're focused on that, that act of smoking the cigar. Mm. And you don't even realize that you start doing breathing practices with how you're breathing and how you're exhaling. Because when you smoke cigars, you don't inhale them. Yeah. It's all in the mouth. So how does that work? If you're not inhaling it, what gives you the buzz? Because I've definitely gotten a buzz and I wasn't inhaling. Your gums. Oh, okay. Yeah, your gums. Just like when you would, like, if you use dip or, oh, right. like, a, an oral nicotine product, it, your gums absorb. Oh, tobacco. no shit. Yeah. Hmm. You use snus. Snus. <laughs> Dude. Remember that shit? Dude. <laughs> it's still around. Yeah, it, it's it still is. Around. Right. It's it a is. thing. Yeah. More, more, more so up yeah. north, but yeah, it's a thing. But yeah, so it, you know, it forces you to relax. Well, when you force yourself to relax, you're de stressing the body. You're practicing breathing, which gets more oxygen into the blood system. So, yeah. It's, it's not good for you. <laughs> so, do, so do you get something also if it's just gums, like you know, lips? Do you get something like for the people who don't like the cigar, like they can just have like a like a, a unlit cigar in their mouth? Is yeah, that just yeah, like no? That's a thing. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, there is there is a pretty large section of cigar enthusiasts that don't even smoke them; they just chew on them. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that. Yeah, and it does give you a buzz because I remember trying it also with my oh, friend no when he was getting into him. We, we had him like that, and we were just and and you would think just chilling. I would think it's gonna get like all mushy and all at the end. No, it keeps its shape and everything. And, and again, kind of, yeah. that goes to back to the kind of tobacco it is. Yeah, and it goes back sure. to the farming thing, right? What I was talking about. So that Dominican stuff, that white owl swisher, <laughs> etc. The good stuff. <laughs> I'm a fight, fight this <laughs> It it they don't regenerate the nutrients in the soil. It's just grow it, grow it, grow it, grow mm. it. They kind of fake the aging process by forcing the leaf to dry and then rehumidify it once it's rolled. So you're losing all of that nutrient. Mm. Cigars are actually very nutrient heavy. And so the Dominican has been so over-farmed, you're seeing less and less cigar manufacturers using the Dominican to grow their cigars. Because mm. it's kind of one of those mistakes, right? They were doing it for years. They didn't really realize that then people started studying the regenerative farming, and then when Nicaragua came became available to start growing, once their civil war was over, they realized, oh shit, we got to you know put nutrients back into the soil. And so when they don't Damn, do that, dude, that's so cr- get like, crappy tobacco. Never knew how much goes into just sweet a science cigar, all this bro. Shit, that's right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. wild. So it's just like making beer. I mean, I'm sure y'all have talked with plenty of plenty of brewers, at yeah, 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 and they start sure. going in depth, and you're just like. Yeah, you yeah. Say, yeah, I started, you, like, you think you know about beer, you fucking talk to a brewer, it's like, yeah. holy, it's like science, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And it's the same thing, and so, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that, that there's not other good cigar companies out there. You could go to any cigar lounge, you could go to Specs, and they're going to have a good selection, and 
it's kind of a trial and error thing, right? You you got to start just trying stuff to figure out what you like and you don't like. But doing something like coming to see us and getting to talk to us, and we're not rushing people through the counter, you know. We like those intimate conversations with, with customers, and that's the other part of the fun is we're trying to create a community. We're trying to create a, a community of people that no matter where we go, there's someone coming out, and you're going to meet a random stranger and the only thing that's tying that conversation or tying that meeting together is a cigar. That's crazy. Cigars yeah. are the great equalizer, man. Cigars and bourbon, the great equalizers. I'd say so, yeah, dude. Fucking. Yeah. Every time good. I've seen someone smoking a cigar on camera or something like that, it's always like chilling. They're never like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not smoking a cigar in the car going to the store and shit. You know what I mean? You're not stepping outside of like Walmart real quick on your 15 minute break to smoke a cigar. It's like a something you're sitting down, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. I'll give you the greatest example, and I'm not going to get into politics, but I'm going to use it as oh, an shit. example. There we go. So a couple years ago, my business partner and I both worked for a company where we were traveling the country doing uh, open enrollments for factories, so helping the employees sign up for their insurance benefits. Well, we're cigar enthusiasts. We're traveling the country, so we start trying cigar lounges all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So we end up at a lounge in Omaha, Nebraska called Safari Cigar Lounge. If you're in that area for any reason, go check them out. Great folks, great lounge, great environment. Also, most cigar lounges have amazing liquor prices if they sell it. Or it's BYOB. So oh, okay. Win, oh, win. Win. Yeah, um, take your own bottle and just chill. Yeah. So, no, it's 50-50, right? <laughs> um, we were there on the night of the election. Oh, shit. So, election night, 2020, Biden-Trump. <laughs> and the room, the lounge was split in half. Half the lounge... It was people wearing Trump shirts and watching Fox. The other half of the lounge, people wearing Biden shirts yeah. and watching CNN. CNN. <laughs> yep. There was no arguing. There was no yelling. <laughs> oh, okay. There were some political discussions and mm. debates. People yeah, that's talking normal. Back and forth. Yeah, for sure. But people started mingling. When they started reporting mm. the results, the groups were mingling. Completely civil. And every single person in there had a cigar. And it was civil, respected discourse and conversation. Yeah, just just conversation. And and even when, you know, the the winners were announced and some people were happy, some people weren't happy. Nothing. There was no fights in the parking lot. (laughs) There was no... And mind you, everyone in there was pretty uh, hitting the drink pretty hard. Yeah, for sure. Especially (laughs) one side. (laughs) One side, side one side more than the, than the other. <laughs> the let's go, Brandon. Side was took it kind of hard. <laughs> Again, I'm not getting into politics, but uh, but yeah, there was no there was no fighting, man. And it was like, and so finally, and we're sitting there at our, at our own table, just watching everything. We're like what the like nothing. Crazy. No, you remember people were fighting going up to the election, man. You you <laughs> said you know whether one side or the other. People yeah. like uncivilized arguments and fighting not the cigar lounge well i would say cigars in my head not not knowing much about cigars i automatically associate that with gentlemanness like with just and it's weird i guess for sure even though you see like the gentleman side of it you also see like another time i see people smoking cigars is like at like poker tables you know what i mean like at a casino Mm -hmm. or something like that and it's also still very calm very you know what i mean not too like yeah, that rambunctious. Yeah, that is true, man. You just see him just lounging away, just yeah, chilling, yeah. just having a conversation, man. So you say that, and though yes, that's the side to it. Yeah, you get your dressed up nice, mm. smoking a cigar, drinking scotch. I also will light up a cigar in my short shorts on the lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Where oh, are. yeah. Okay. That's oh, cool. Yeah. So it's like yeah. you, it, it's, well, you see, opposite. It, it is from one end of the spectrum to the other, man. Yeah, I, I mean, just like drinking, too, you know, dude, for I, sure. I've been in lounges when Trailer Trash walks in and sits down next to a doctor in a three piece suit, <laughs> and they're both talking about one thing the cigar they're smoking. Cigars. That's it. Yeah. And then the conversations go from there. I've had some very interesting conversations in cigar lounges. I never would have got anywhere else. And so that's what we're trying to create. But we're trying to bring it to people. So, you know, it's really cool when we get to partner with a place like the Still Tap and we yeah, get to set yeah. up here. Mm-hmm. And you got people trying drinks. You got people trying cigars. And you've got that mix, right? You've got that 1920s yeah, vintage. Yeah. That's what we were talking about, you man. Know, the whole the whole speakeasy yeah. s- sort of thing, like. It's 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 in a, it's a cool experience, man, and I'm super glad we we came out yeah, here. Yeah, I think for sure it goes hand in hand yeah. with cigars, at least in my head. Yeah, the way yeah, yeah I, for I sure. Think about for it. sure. So, so we're out here once or twice a month. So I mean, you got to follow us on social media because that's where we post up where we're at. It's Manticore Lounge on Facebook and Instagram. Hey, go follow. We'll so, put that right here. <laughs> right here. <laughs> uh, and so we post up every week where we're going to be, what we're doing, what events are going on. Um, but so Friday tomorrow night we will be here. We'll be set up outside. The weather, the evening weather is getting a little bit nicer, so we're yeah. not, we're not yeah, going to do the full tent, but we are going to bring some uh, director's chairs and some uh, some lounge chairs, and you can come in here, get a drink, go right outside. We'll assist you in picking a cigar. You can relax and have your have your whiskey, have your beer, have your martini, and have a cigar and just hang out. Nice. That's nice, dude. Hell yeah, man. So, yeah, I mean, we're going on a year now. It's been uh been an interesting ride so far and we're going to keep bringing new brands in so we're hoping to have another new brand next month and we're leaning on another veteran-owned cigar company we're not saying names yet um but we're hoping to bring in at least one box from a new company like rotate in oh so we've got our main setup uh which is warfighter and founders Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you bring in other we're going to start rotating so it'd be like a rotating spot that every month it it changes okay but there's there's a couple you're always going to have your your main yeah yeah. We're, we're also trying to expand it to where we want to get a second travel humidor and have another mainline, expand that mainline setup, um, give people more options. But we've got some pretty intense loyalties to, to Warfighter and Founders. Those guys, have they've done a lot for us, especially Warfighter. Warfighter has done a ton for us. Okay, and are you yourself a veteran? No. No? Oh, okay, nope. okay. So the, the background, you kind of asked how we got into cigars. I left this out. So when I was in college, I went to San Angelo, Texas. So I went to Angelo State University. And there's a cigar lounge up there called the Colonel's Smoke and Pipe Shop. And my junior year, I started hanging out there more, and they were doing a smoke uh, cut cut and light night. So it's when the manufacturer actually comes in Ooh. with McAuliffe cigars. But it was also a fundraiser for a nonprofit called Cigars for Warriors, which I'm still an event coordinator for. And their whole thing is they send cigars overseas to troops. Oh, nice. The whole thing. That's crazy. And so That's that kind of got me into that veteran space, and I started assisting and hosting those events. Uh, and then starting doing some other veteran fundraisers, veteran outreach. Uh, on the 28th of October, we'll be doing a fundraiser for a nonprofit called Hometown Hero, Hometown Hero Outdoors. It'll be a uh, cornhole tournament. So it's, oh, okay. it's $50 a team to enter. We're going to have some prizes. We'll have the cigars. We'll have some beer specials. But all the proceeds are going to Hometown Hero Outdoors. And so, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, neither of us served, but we try to do what we can to give back to those who did Hell yeah, awesome. that's what's up, dude. It is dope. I mean, I got friends that served. I mean, yeah. not not me myself, but I definitely have friends that that served. And you looked at the pamphlet. You looked at it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought hard about it. I thought about it. Thought about it. About thought hard about it, it in lunch it. when they passed it out to me. <laughs> <laughs> I go, All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So and then we carry some accessories. So we carry one line of lighters. Uh, it's a Zippo style lighter. 
Actually, I've got one yeah, of those. Yeah, get for, one out, man. Bust it out. Actually, got one for each of y'all. Oh, dude. Oh, we'll, uh, we'll, appreciate that. We'll put some butane in them when y'all are done recording. But uh, nice. It's a Zippo style lighter. Uh, same dimensions as a Zippo, but it's a it's butane, not soft flame. Okay. So and then you so if you open it up, and then pull the insert out. It's, oh, it's got your okay. flame. It's got your flame control and refill. Doesn't have that whole yep. like like cotton stuff. And like. it's not Zippo brand for one reason. You see that little opening that's on the back. So unlike Zippo, oh, okay. Zip, Zippo locks their butane down completely. Like you can't get to the internals. This lighter, if something goes wrong, you can attempt to get in there and, and fix it. It also has a bigger uh, reservoir than the Zippo lighters have. And then Visol is actually out of uh, Plano. So oh, okay. We, nice. we try to do as much as we can with, with Texas. With Texas, yeah. yeah. Damn, this is freaking slick. Yeah, dude, this is right. nice. And then the, the logo engraving on it, too, isn't just a printed. It is a diamond-tipped engraved into the metal. So you, you don't can have to feel wor- it. You don't have to worry about it wearing out. Damn, dude, that's fucking super nice. Hell yeah, thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks yeah, a lot, yeah. bro. That's awesome. This guy collided out with his white owls. and. <laughs> We're going to fight. <laughs> These won't touch a white owl. You got my word. These will not touch dude, a white owl. Dude, this is really awesome. No, I, dude, I you I definitely. You, you, I like. Look, I, I tell everyone, even if you're not a smoker, you should always have a good lighter. You never know when you're mm, going to need one. For and sure. it's better to carry butane because then you've got to worry about it going out. Nice. You can light it in all kinds of conditions. It's always good to keep a lighter in your vehicle, your emergency kit. You, you never know when you're going to need a lighter. Yeah, so for sure. Dude. I always tell everyone, even if you're not a smoker, get a good lighter. Oh yeah, dude. Get a good lighter. Appreciate Buy one of the that. little one of the little belt loop leashes for it. <laughs> <laughs> Those exist. Those exist. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> no, well, okay. Well, before we go, before we go, I do have one last question. It yeah. is just because there's no one else I'd be able to ask this except for Google, right? But Ooh, let's see what this is. It's mass market. God. Mass market oh cigarettes. Is it? Is there really a difference, or is it all just? Whatever, like between a pack of Marlboro and a pack of American Spirits. Okay, so my day job. Yes, I actually work for Winston Cigarettes. Oh, okay. okay. And so, so I, that, I was actually going to use Winston as a freaking as a, yeah, as an example I, right I, now. I work for Winston, and it's funny because underneath our umbrella, we also have Backwoods. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Hopefully this episode doesn't go viral and I get fired. Oh, man. <laughs> it definitely is. I'm nah, nah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, no, there's no non-compete because we don't... My day job, we don't We do not do what they call premium cigar. So mm. the names for the, the different tobacco products actually have to do with their tax classifications. Oh, no yeah, shit. So hand-rolled or premium cigars have a different tax classification than what they call FMC or factory-made cigarettes or MMC, machine or mass-market cigars or oh, okay. shit, e- EVP, which is vape, or uh, what they call um, next-gen nicotine delivery, which is Whoa. Zen. Okay. Oh, Zen? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, I tried okay. one of those on an airplane. No shit. Pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> I got drunk with a guy at, at Buffalo's, and he, he's like, you want one of these? I was like, all right. <laughs> Again, I, uh, I can't say too much because I work for a competing company. <laughs> but... Uh, there's, there's some nuances, right? So I used to be a cigarette smoker. I used to, when I was in college, I was a cigarette smoker. Um, and I did have a go-to brand. There are some minor differences. Uh, do some research. Yeah. I mean, so it, it can be done. Well, I mean, what I hear is that, oh, it's better quality or it's less additives or whatever in it. Like, uh, Well. Can you speak to that? Like, is there more added in in 
So the funny thing is, we actually just went through a thing with, with the DOJ. Not us, but uh, Reynolds and Ultra. So Ultra is Marlboro. Okay. Reynolds is Camel. Well, okay. Oh, okay. American Spirit. So there's really three main cigarette manufacturers. Ultra, which is Marlboro, because they own Marlboro, uh, Chesterfield, Black Hall Mall, and oh, no, okay. <laughs> Black Black and Mild. Oh, okay, okay. They own Copenhagen. They own so they own across multiple categories. R.J. Reynolds is Camel, Pall Mall, Lucky Strike. Um, oh wow, it's another one of their big. They've got a couple of the big ones. Uh, and then again, I can't go into too much detail because I don't want to get in trouble, but. There's, there's some differences. Uh, you can definitely taste it in some brands and the other. Yes, quality does change. Mm-hmm. Uh, get what you pay for. If you're buying a cheap pack of smoke, you're getting really crappy tobacco. Oh, okay. And so, and so that is my question. Are you technically, if you're going to spend the 16 bucks on a pack, are you getting what you paid for it, again, in a sense? Kind of. It, okay. It, yeah. it depends, mm-hmm. right? It depends. Uh, but the funny thing is, they actually all just got sued. <laughs> and now, if you go, have you have you been in the stripes recently? Have you been in the stripes? Oh yeah, I mean, I, you see yeah. that giant sign that's on top of the cigarette rack now? It's a big black and turquoise sign. I haven't it's noticed. Oh, look at that next time you're in the store. But basically, it is a admission statement from the cigarette manufacturer saying that yes, we make them more addictive on purpose. Oh, oh damn! That that's shit. not natural. Oh damn! Yeah, and that's is, like something they have to do. Yeah, they have to declare. It's like it's a giant sign. You can't miss it. It's, it's oh, like yeah, it's I, I don't smoke cigarettes, so that's why I never. Yeah, just look, I the next time you're at the, next time you're at the register, just look up. You'll see it. And you'll be like, ah, oh. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's huge. Like it's not small. It's it's as long as this couch. Damn, that's yeah, crazy. I go, I go to stripes and I see the cigarette section. I veer to the left and I go right to the black and mild. <laughs> Let me get one of those wines. I want the wine. Oh my <laughs> Dude, God. those are the worst. Oh, I cannot smell wine, a wine black and mild to me is like, do it. The worst thing in the world, for sure. <laughs> Shout out Shannon Sharp. This, this man. <laughs> Shout out Shay Shay. <laughs> <laughs> the first tobacco product I ever smoked was a black and mild wine. Yeah. 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 A wine? Oh, dude. But yeah. the jazzes were better. Uh, dude, jazz, I, I, yeah. I was still, if I'm. Um, in the outs, I'll take a jazz. I'll take a jazz, dude. <laughs> no, because you know, because from now on, you're gonna load up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. More yeah. fighter, we got it. Yeah, more founders. More founders. Yeah. More founders. More founders. More founders. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, dude, thank you so much for coming yeah, on, dude. Yeah, thank you for having me. Dude, you definitely like. Thanks. This little conversation, I fucking learned so much Hell about yeah, cigars, dude. bro. Like it's <laughs> wild, bro. Yeah, well, you mind if I show up onto the box? Dude, go for it. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is right there. All right, so I'm going to lean forward a little bit. So this this is the one that we just brought in from Founders. There it is. So these guys, these are the ones we just brought in. Nice little wood box. And then the one I have over here that you can see from uh, Warfighter is the brand new, nice. brand new Night Shift. Brands, uh, yeah, that's brand a nice box. Dude. Yeah. We've, we've had these for about a month now. Hell, yeah. They are amazing cigars and we've got some of the rest of our lineup over there you guys can come look at later but uh, nice dude yeah warfighter takes a lot of pride in what they do um we actually have a charity cigar through them too oh nice. so every stick sold a dollar gets donated to a charity uh oh sick it was going to a specific specific foundation but some things have happened that that foundation is no longer around so Mm. warfighter is rebanding the cigar so the blend is going to stay and for those of you that might watch this that have come seen us it's our our hero sports cigar is temporarily going away so that's an interesting one it's a mexican san andreas wrapper nicaraguan binder and filler oh shit it is a phenomenal cigar phenomenal cigar um 
the founders one I was going to talk about that dual wrap that you're looking at the, uh, the the different leaves on it. Lighter leaf is a Connecticut. The darker leaf is a Mexican San Andreas. The binder is a Dominican, and then the filler is a mixed Nicaraguan and Connecticut long filler. Damn. So it actually creates a very light, medium, mild smoke. Uh, very kind of like light, airy, uh, hay, a little bit of cream. And then when you get into that Maduro leaf, you get that's where that sweet rolls in. You get some nice. of that oak and some of that like Java flavor. Um, but uh, so the Hero Sports cigar is going on pause for a little bit while they reband it. Um, it is still going to be a charity cigar, but they are creating a new. I guess fund. It's going to be like the Warfighter Tobacco Fund, and at the end of every year, they're going to choose charity or charities to donate that money to. But yeah, so when we're when we're actually set up and, and rolling, we actively every day we are set up are supporting a charity of some kind. So oh, that's nice. Dope, dude. Hell yeah. So uh, I don't uh, I don't know if y'all want to talk to my business partner at all, the chunky Mexican over there. <laughs> <laughs> shit, man. I don't know if y'all have any questions for him. If y'all have gone too long. Oh, dude, we've. We, I mean. Shoot, we got a lot from you, bro. And yeah, if you're worried, I already hit the two-hour mark. All right, so you yeah, just gotta come sure. out, just come out and meet us. No, nah, yeah, Hell dude, yeah, most dude. definitely, man. Most definitely, yeah. We definitely gonna gonna tell everybody out yeah, there. Yeah, follow on the yeah, socials and for sure. Keep hey, look, an eye on where they're gonna be at. If y'all come out and see us, no matter where we're at, and you tell us that you saw us on the nine five six ABV podcast, I got that right, right? Yes, yes, yes perfect. If you tell us you saw us from the podcast, you get ten percent off anything you get. Hey, Let's go. Shout out, so. shout out, shout out. But because the still tap was gracious enough to host us all today. Oh yeah. Make sure especially y'all come out when we're at the still tap. Yeah. Hell yeah, so, dude. Nah, we're sure. especially when we're at the still the tap. The still tap. Everybody knows already. So it was dude, it was right, super guys. nice meeting you, man. Oh, thank y'all. Oh, yeah, dude. And thanks for the knowledge. Nice for the knowledge, bro. Hell yeah. That's some yeah, that's a blew my mind with all of all of this information, bro. It's 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 dope. That was a firm ass handshake. You could have fooled me about being a veteran. You just <laughs> crushed my hand. Like, <laughs> force, force, I, have, I don't tell you. Go to the gym. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I Thanks. I can't, I can't talk too much about that. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, dude. Well, Shay, if you could sit with us while we close it out, dude. Yeah, yeah we we'll close it sure. out. Do you have a song maybe that you uh, want to? No, I have to put this song, bro, for sure. Oh. Pink Floyd, have a cigar. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, Perfect. But once again, shout out to the Still Tap. Damn, good choice, man. Yeah, dude. Shout out to the Still Tap. Shout out to everyone here. Yeah, man. This is a great experience, especially with this man here. Especially with um, the Trigger. Aver- with Trigger from the Average Voice podcast. Made us drinks. Learned a lot about drinks. Learned a lot about cigars. Go ahead and follow him. We'll have the links right here. On the description below also Go ahead and follow us, subscribe, all that stuff And uh, yeah, once again The Still Tap Shout out man, Sledge Fuck yeah bro, I'm, I'm glad we came out And glad we got to experience this And shout out to everyone out there Watching and drinking And so, listening And listening. Yes We'll see you guys next time That's episode 150 50, A special 150 man special. So Shout out everyone out there Awesome. I'm stealing this, dude. You are stealing this. You ever listen to the song Smoking a Cigar? Never. Oh, never. Shit, I'm stealing bro. this. I'm making some content with this, man. Oh, hell yeah, bro. It's a perfect song for you, for sure, dude. You're telling me.
It's a good man when you're in a room or something. Just fucking. Super glad we came out.